Hello and happy Veterans Day. It is Thursday, November 11th, 2021. I think we have a good show for you. Obviously, big shout out to the women and men who served in our military. You don't have to be pro-war to be pro-warrior. So incredibly thankful for all of you that signed the line that said, hey, if all hell breaks loose, fuck it, I'll go. The courage that takes is absolutely admirable. Your service is appreciated by all of us. Happy Veterans Day, and I hope you enjoy today's show. OBJ Watch came to a conclusion. Insider stopped by from multiple sports. How you doing? Keep it moving. This is a sports show. If you enjoy this show, by the end of it, please be a friend and tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. A lot of sports talk to be had today. Obviously, there's a lot going on around the NFL, including a game tonight in which Lamar Jackson, the most electrifying player in the game today, travels down to his hometown to take on the Dolphins. And we all assume, I'm not sure I haven't gotten everybody's ideas yet, but we all assume that Lamar Jackson's going to be doing a lot of dancing tonight in the end zone. Long weekend, potentially down there at home. A lot of people in the stands, a lot of people in the crowd. Dolphins probably Probably could have signed him at some point or drafted him. They didn't. Let's go ahead and become a superstar yet again for the 20th or 30th time in your career on Thursday Night Football in your hometown with your people in the state. Hell yeah! Now with that type of thought and conviction in the decision of tonight's match would normally be good for this particular offense. Yeah, absolutely. But today is the first Thursday Night Football Thursday of this particular season where we do not have a risk-free same-game parlay that we'll be pushing uh, to thousands. Hey, thousands of people in an attempt to take millions and millions of dollars from Fandle. This is the first one that I'm probably going to enjoy. Yeah. This is probably the first Thursday Night Football game of the season where I'll be able to sit back, relax, and watch an incredible ball game because although the Dolphins are involved and that team definitely uh, stinks. The groan was from a man named Gumpy in the back who is a Dolphins fan who knows that the Dolphins uh, stink. They don't deserve that because their fan base is a loyal and a passionate mm. one, but it seems like the organization is always set up to stink because of the way they operate and do things down there. They might be cursed. Who knows? Their fan base is very, very passionate, but it is a Dolphins game, so most of the time you would think to yourself, this game is going to uh, stink. But you got to remember that Lamar Jackson is must-watch television. Lamar Jackson and that Baltimore Ravens squad in the AFC North that is very, very challenging and difficult are going to put on a show for all of us, and I can't wait to enjoy it. Tonight will be a good game, and there's a lot of records being either set or tied for how many games are being won in the final two minutes this season. There's a lot of ties through Week 9 of teams that have either been down in the fourth quarter that have come back and win, or teams that have been down double digits and have come back to win, and it's because of the way the game is being played in an incredibly aggressive style let alone Harbaugh, who loves Lamar. And then you got Jacoby Brissett coming in and playing a little football for the Dolphins. Let's have a Thursday night. And without the same game parlay, we'll be able to enjoy it. And I can't wait for it. This is the first Thursday where I won't have potential high blood pressure. Sure. Mm. It's the first Thursday of this particular season where I won't 
feel sick to my stomach when we inevitably lose by some bullshit yet again and all of a sudden I have to take ricochet shots from every super informed better around the internet about my parlay not hitting or parlay not hitting the parlay that we agreed to terms against FanDuel has to be this many legs, has to be above this, can't go below this, has to be this, has to do all that. We had a set of circumstances and we did not win one time. And every time we lost, not only did I take shit, but also there was money out of the pockets of not only us who bet a lot of money on us, but everybody else. So I am happy that tonight there is no chance of me feeling like the worst human on earth and I'm going to enjoy this game tonight. Yeah, very smart. And on the flip side of that, you know, it's one of those things where if it does go how we think it might go and the Ravens are, I don't know, up 40 to nothing at the end of the third quarter, you can get a couple extra hours of sleep. You don't have to stay up for that whole fourth quarter hoping that, you know, Michael Pittman Mm -hmm. has one more catch for seven yards. You can just say, ah, fuck it. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to bed. Lamar Jackson did his thing. Yeah, exactly. At at Ty Schmidt, you're right. At Boston Connor, you're right. At Tone Diggs, you're right. Happy Veterans Day to all of the the women and men out there that signed a line that said, hey, if all hell breaks loose, I'll fucking go. I appreciate you so much. You don't have to be pro-war to be pro-warrior. I hope everybody remembers that. You can accept uh, that the fact is that the amount of courage in the amount of like dignity, everything that is needed to just sign that line to go ahead and commit yourself to protect this beautiful land for whatever the reasoning is. You don't have to be for or against whatever the reason is. I'm not saying that. There's a lot of things I think at this point we can all say, why the hell did this happen? But the people that are doing that, that walk amongst us now that have signed up and done that in the past, they deserve a hat tip. And happy Veterans Day. Um, you're the fucking best. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, troops. Thank, Thank you, veterans. But I think troops is indicative of only one particular branch or maybe two. It's not all of them. So... Thank you, troops and, and airmen and, and everything. Yeah. Space you know, Force. Everybody. Yeah. We appreciate everybody. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Everybody. Yeah, thank you. Not everybody. Just the people that signed yeah. the line. Yes. Right. The vets. In the service. Thank you, vets. Thank you, vets. <laughs> thank you, vets. <laughs> We're idiots. So I assume the vets appreciate that. Yeah. I, I think we have a pretty... Uh, strong following amongst the military, uh, those who in the past and the present, we take great honor in the fact that we get to be the dance of monkeys on the screen for you, a little mental vacation. We appreciate what you did, what you have done, and what you'll do in the future. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank, you. Yeah. thank you. Thank you, Vince. All right. Back to the sports. Hell yeah. On this beautiful Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. We have breaking news. Whoa. Cam Newton has signed with the Panthers. Wow. Via wow. Ian Rappaport, who will join us in one hour from now. Big time reunion. The Panthers are signing former franchise quarterback Cam Newton after meeting with Carolina Brass today. Thanks to the Sam Darnold injury, Cam is back with the Panthers. Okay, so Sam Darnold expected to be out four to six weeks or something like yep. that. Yeah. He has a uh, fractured or... Incomplete shoulder fracture yeah. or something mm. like that. And it's the way... The word that was used was wild uh, scapula. Oh, there it is. He is a fractured scapula. And that's obviously near the humerus. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then there's other things that are near the scapula that you just... Collarbone. You hope <laughs> never, ever get in there. And there's a labrum that's dancing around uh-huh. with the scapula. Hanging on. And they were doing a little bit too much dirty dancing. That's right. Almost fractured the scapula in there. Who put that tweet out? Uh, which one? The scapula one? Yeah. Crashy. Crashy. Tony. So it's scapula or just the common term, shoulder blade. 
This fucking guy. Scrap sheet. We'll this ask guy. him about it one hour from yeah, now. Why he has to be sexy. That's what I'm talking about. A scapula is a shoulder blade? It says the scapula or shoulder blade is a large triangular shaped bone that lies in the upper back. I can't wait to drop that on SmackDown. Oh, <laughs> scapula. Drop the on yeah. scapula. <laughs> Both scapulas flat on the back. <laughs> Anyways, not a laughing situation. No, 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 no. Hey, we hope your shoulder blades are okay. Tease and peace. But I think this is potentially an opportunity for the Panthers to be like, hey, Sam, we appreciate you, but we're going to go ahead and move on. We don't know if PJ is going to be the answer who is allegedly stepping in for him now and did step in for him in the past. But we're also going to bring back Cam Newton, who I, I'm trying to think back and rack my brain whenever this uh, rumor potentially started last night or maybe this morning. Cam and Matt Rule were never around each other, right? No, no. never. It was just the owner that let Ron Rivera go. Right yep. in the early in the season, right? Like, yeah. Hey, just want to let you know, you're not going to be our guy for the future. You can go ahead and just enjoy the rest of the season and uh, start looking at your potential jobs. I appreciate your service. Ron Rivera said he appreciated it. Mm-hmm. I think the ownership said they appreciated it. I don't know how it was with Tepper and Cam on the way out. Was it dicey in there? I don't know, but I do remember Rule. I think if I remember correctly, Rule having to answer oh, questions yeah. like, yes. "Is Cam going to be at your training camp?" Right? It was yeah. happening at training camp. Mm-hmm. It was early when he signed. Like as soon as he signed, like, "Hey, is Cam going to be your quarterback?" They yeah. released him very late. Well, whatever the case, they they yeah. seem to be over it. They yeah, seem to be yeah. over it. Uh, you would hope that there would probably be a conversation like, hey, the way that went, maybe this is how you didn't like it. Maybe this is how we didn't like it. It's great to have you back in the building. We have no idea what long-term looks like, okay? We, we traded for Teddy Bridgewater last year. We, we paid him out of the Saints organization. We paid him the, a big-time deal. Brought Joe Brady in, the offense coordinator. Teddy Bridgewater didn't have Christian McCaffrey. See ya. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Can't do it. You can't win us the Super Bowl now or next year. Get the fuck out. See ya. And that's what you can do when you have the wealthiest owner in the NFL. He wants to make things happen right now. So, Cam, you come in and help us out. We'd be very grateful for it. But we have no idea what long-term is. You get, hey, Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey in the backfield yeah, now. Yeah, very gonna have good. To, Joe Brady's going to have to change up the offense. I assume. you got Robbie Anderson still there making plays. You told Sam Darnold, tighten the fuck up, dude. <laughs> right. He's about fed up with it as well. Cam going to Carolina is awesome. I hope he gets to play. I have no idea how it's going to go. I hope he's in great shape. I assume he is because he is just a physical freak. He's out from the uh, the COVID situation. Yeah, right? he is. Yeah. I think he got vaccinated. He is now he, vaccinated. He and now he's on the Carolina Panthers. Follow-up uh, at Rap Sheet says, Cam Newton had a good meeting with owner David Tepper, GM Scott Fitter. Because mm-hmm. you can be fit, you can be fitter, mm-hmm. or you can even be fitterer. fitterer. That's right. And Vice President of Football Operations, Stephen Drummond, he had previously met with uh, Coach Rule, an honest conversation that needed to happen. They cleared the air and we'll move forward. Okay, so literally just talked about it. You're welcome for the tweet rap report. (laughs) Uh, I'm happy that takes place. That's pretty big news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he already has chemistry with DJ Moore, who's their number one. He was still the quarterback there when he came into the league, obviously. Christian, he knows Christian. Yeah. So, I mean, that could easily be a little uh, run for the Panthers. And this is is big-time revenge run, right? Yeah. To, To prove the haters wrong. Even within the Panthers organization. That's yeah. right. It is a new offense, though, right? Yeah. He never, he's never run this no. offense. Yeah, Joe Brady's going to have to change it, though. I think it's a much different offense if Cam Newton's yeah. there as opposed to Sam Darnold. But P.J. can move, so I guess he's got... Hey, Sam's been scooting this yeah. year. Sam had a couple yeah, rushing Sam, Sam also has been scooting right to that old... Oh, is that Adam Gase, Sam Darnold? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah he has, remember, he was... The, the last game I saw, I think he was running backwards. 
and then he did a one of these. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it was quadruple coverage. Uh huh. And it was a guaranteed interception. Oh yeah. He threw a pick six last week, couple in the red zone. It was, it was yeah, very. Electric. I wonder why some guys like Sam Darnold makes these incredible plays. Mm -hmm. The the protection of the ball, I think, by fans and maybe some media people. Not all media people. Okay, please. But some media people. The thought of the ability of somebody takes precedence of over how they actually are in the game. Like Sam Darnold, all the people that came out and were like, he's going to be awesome out from underneath there. Then he had some plays where he looked awesome, and it was like, yeah, maybe Sam Darnold is going to be a guy. And all of a sudden, you start thinking, oh, this guy's ability is that he can be a guy. And then all of a sudden, he just gets back into the thing of like, oh, I don't give a fuck about this football. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Why does that happen, you think? What is it? Is that coaching? Is that just... Is that football IQ? Is that instinct? What do you think it is? How trying come there to do are too much? Yeah, is it like the pressure of people saying that? Yeah, but you trying know? to do isn't everybody trying to do everything they possibly can do? Carson more than most. Yeah, and then how come they don't take into account that doing the best they could possibly do is keeping the ball correct in possession of your team? I wonder why that is. I've never played quarterback. I mean, couple plays. Hell yeah. Couple good plays. Couple, 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 couple completions. Biggest turkey bowl of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. How you doing? Eric Swope, college basketball player at the U, makes great reception. You can catch footballs. Then in Jerry World, I'd go ahead and let that thing fucking mm -hmm. die. Rip it and rip it. Yeah. But I felt like when I was rolling out, and me acting like I remember any of that play while it was happening <laughs> is such a absolutely ignorant comment. But I think if you watch the film, I actually do look to see if there's like a defender around because I could still punt it at this point. I could still punt the ball. And whenever I saw Swope was oh, I'm like, oh, here we go. We're got going me. there. And that guy came pretty quickly, right? But in the NFL, I mean, if you got that much room, the guy's over. Oh, yeah. Through and that, that's how, that's the type of quarterback I am. Uh -huh. Right. That's the type of quarterback I am. But how come some guys just can't get past the fact that I am going to roll the dice so hard here, so hard, and I'm just going to put the entire franchise, organization, city, team into one roll of the dice. I, some guys, I feel like, can get better at it maybe, but Sam Darnold resorting back to that, is that just who he is? He's a guy that's just going to turn the ball over and be reckless? And then you think about Carson Wentz. It's like... He's gotten paid $100 million on that by the way he has played. Will he ever say, like, I, I don't need to play like that? Why are some people in that position, why are they, like, so adamant about not turning the ball over? And then why are some people just like, oh, I'm going to make every single play I can make? And why is it the people that are adamant about not turning the ball over are always the successful ones? And then the ones that aren't, it's like there's just glimpses of greatness in there. Why isn't every quarterback doing that at that level? I wonder if it has something to do with, like, you know, you mentioned, like, the arm talent and how mm -hmm. good of an arm he has. And he's still kind of young. So, like, guys who have great arms like that later in their career still know, like, hey, like, yeah, I – like I could get it there, but like this, I'm not going to complete this ball. And I feel like when you have a really good arm and you're running around constantly, some of these younger guys, like they still think like in their heads, like there's no way they're going to throw a pick. Like I have a fucking cannon. I know I can put it on this guy. I've done it before. And it's just like, they never ex expect to throw an interception. I think like you mentioned it, like after a while, like either, either you learn from that or you're done and you don't play anymore because you, you can't get Sam Donald's going to be done. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. He turns the ball over way too much. Like, Jameis getting another shot with the Saints is a big fucking deal. Uh, yeah. The only reason why he got another shot with the Saints is because he led the NFL in touchdown passes or whatever. But him leading the NFL in interceptions, too, he got a $1 million yeah. contract offer. It's like teams and franchises value the ball. 
so much more than I think everybody else does. The Sam Darnold situation is the fact that he's completely reckless. And I think that's why the game manager uh, thing being like a knock on people is such bullshit. Like, I, I think that is such bullshit because managing the game is literally what you you have to do as a quarterback. And if you do the check down and the dink and dump or maybe just the throw away because it's the right move for the game, aren't you managing the game in that fashion? And aren't you keeping your team in it as, a, as opposed to putting yourself in a bad position? It's just like Sam Darnold, that feels like that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like could always be, and for Jameis, like he had a whole year as a backup. It's not as if he went to the Saints and immediately was playing. Like he had to learn the whole entire thing. But with Darnold, is it like he's so programmed to hey, I have to make all these plays like he did in New or like he tried to do in New York? He and tried I, to, they didn't win. He tried to at USC, I guess too. They didn't win. Like yeah, I, don't I don't think they were great when he was at USC. So I, is this like? Is this just he has an incredible workout when he goes to a workout or in practice because he's making every because he can sling it all the way around? Yeah. Is that why you think people just continue to be like, oh, this guy could be the guy, this guy could be the guy, this guy could be the guy, even though everybody that knows football, like D-Buck came out. And Mm -hmm. Darius Butler, by the way, he's the host of the Man of Man podcast. When I was on a team with him, he was – his football IQ was just next level. And he, he talks about how that was his advantage. He was able to play corner, safety, nickel. I think he even played linebacker for like nine years, drafted by the Patriots in there. You know, like he he has this incredibly high football IQ. Yeah. And I think that is why he had so much success. And that's why whenever he talks about football, I listen. Him doing the film breakdown of Sam Darnold and being like, this guy stinks. Yeah. And that was that was heavy words for me. When, when D-Butt said, hey, this guy stinks, knowing that there's going to be people that potentially come after him. But then he started talking about it. He was like, they would show the same defense to him in the third quarter as they showed him in the first quarter, and he was still making the same bad decision that he made in the first quarter. And a part of being the NFL quarterback is seeing something and being like, okay, next time they show this, I'm going to do this. Mm. Or anytime, I, that's why you see Aaron and Patrick, I guess he said he hasn't been able to do this, or and maybe he's not able to do it anymore because they're doing different things. But that's why uh, quarterbacks are trying to figure out what fucking coverage it is, because did we see this earlier in the game? Have I seen this earlier before? Which route now on this offensive set that we're running right now is going to be wide open like that's a part of being the quarterback and also knowing potentially what's coming and acknowledging before the snap even this might be a tough play to get anything it seems like they have us right now and then that's a play that you potentially know like all right this might not work for us with where it's set up i'm gonna throw this away or i'm gonna go down like these are all things that nfl quarterbacks have mm-hmm. to do and it feels like and i didn't watch the film d but did mm-hmm. but this is something he said and when he said it it resonated with me i'm like well if Darius Butler's saying he should have been able to predict what this defense was going to do and wasn't able to do it, that's like a next level breakdown as opposed to, oh, he throws it into defenses. D-Butt was like, no, he's seeing the same, similar defenses and making the same mistakes. That is not something you can do as an NFL quarterback. And it probably you know, is part of it, too. Same deal this year with McCaffrey. He goes out, so he needs to kind of do a little bit more on his own, and he had been playing well up to that part, so, point of the season, so he probably had more confidence thinking, like, he could, but it, like you said, like at this point, I think you just you just know who the guy is. Like teams can't trust him because he turns it over way too much. Like he might have those splash plays and like They're holy awesome. shit, hit this guy's mm-hmm. arms incredible. Awesome. Very few guys can make this throw. But when you're throwing three, four picks a game, like no one's ever going <laughs> to trust you. Nor should they. Yeah, it's just it's also interesting. And what will Cam do? Will Cam be what he was in New England, or will Cam be what we have once seen him? Will it be a mixture of both? I saw Cam play down in Carolina, and he was. The maestro to the band. (laughs) And the band was all of the Queen City of Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Monday Night Football, rain. 
I've talked about it numerous times. He literally would dive for a first down. They would play the Superman song. He would stand up, do his thing. The whole place would go crazy, go back in the huddle. Then there would almost be like a music sound ready to go, and he would just start running, and the place would go crazy, and he's on the sideline basically like, here we go. When he was rolling down in Carolina, that was a different, different thing. It was awesome to watch. I think we won. Ah, I had a... I had a good punt. It's in a highlight down there. And I got a bad punt that they didn't put any highlights <laughs> oh. It was windy and rainy. I think we won. But it was amazing watching Cam in Carolina. Hopefully, he'll be able to do that again. Yeah, and they're still in the hunt. Like, they're 4-5. and five. I think Atlanta's 4-5. and five, And they're the 7 seed or 4-4 four and because four they had a bye already. So, that'd be awesome if Cam goes down a little redemption and takes Carolina to the playoffs. Well, that'd be unbelievable. got the box down there still. I mean, oh, yeah. And the Falcons. What are the Falcons? Yeah. 500 with Artie Smith. Artie Smith. Artie Smith Got the is boys buzzing. Get rid of Julio. <laughs> yeah. Get our best weapon out of here. Ridley's been out. We're going to draft yeah. a tight end in the top five for the first time since like 1960-something. Mm-hmm. He gets going. Artie Smith got the boys buzzing. Yeah. yeah. And Young Way Koo, the kicker, stone cold assassin. Yeah. That's right. That dude doesn't even feel it, I don't think. No. He just He's very square winners. to the uh, po- goalposts when he lines up. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple guys that have. There's a couple new lineups I've seen. A Christian, somebody has a Cristiano Ronaldo lineup. Oh, love oh. that! They stand like square to the ball. Hmm. I'm fascinated by all this thing because there's been numerous times whenever I was kicking that I've like, because you just tinker with something. It's like uh, in golf, if you change like a little bit, it feels like a completely different yeah. swing. And it's you're trying to make your brain think too that you just fix something. So there's been a couple times where I've like kind of messed with. You know, my stance or whatever. When I saw the dude lined up like fucking Christiana to it, I was like, this is awesome. Why didn't I do that? A weapon. That would have been amazing to think about. There's there's guys that are real tight. Like Prater is pretty tight. And he just goes straight down like he's hitting a goddamn kickoff. And then the ball goes inside yes. out. And it, why'd that happen? He says, ah, it just started happening. Yeah. He plays it every – I can't not see it now. He plays it every single time. No, he says he doesn't play it. Well, it happens every time. It just time. ends up happening, yeah, yeah which is crazy. Because I wonder, it like – if he has a short one that is potentially on the left hash, because his ball literally is a, is a left-handed curve ball. Yeah. That thing just goes, and then it ends up straight or whatever. But there might be a moment where he's too early. But then you got Tucker who goes a little bit wider, and he's coming in like with a full – there's just so many different ways to attack it, so many different ways. Well, and how hard is it to change your swing once you kind of already have it down, especially in kicking? So for me, I always change my shit. Like I changed it um, – I don't want to say like weekly, but almost like I, I I'd say quarterly through the season, well, I would change something. I would change something that I was doing. I'd either lower the drop because my leg was getting slower. It was almost the same adjustments every single year, but it was like a game for me to like, okay, how do I mentally make myself feel like I corrected the problem that was potentially happening right there? So it was always like a little tinker almost the entire time. There was even games, like warm-ups and games. I, for whatever reason, what I would be doing on Wednesday, Thursday, when I, the ball just wasn't going on yeah. Sunday. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. We have to redo this entire thing here real quick. And then I go into the game with so much confidence because I just worked on something 25 minutes ago. And then you watch the film and it's like, I guess there's a little difference there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's a constant battle of what makes you feel like you're doing it. Prater, I don't think he changes anything. From talking to Prater and with how much smelling salts he snipped, yeah. I, <laughs> he I don't know how much. kicks as hard as he can yeah. every single time. And I talked to uh, Boswell. We went back to Pittsburgh, and uh, we ran into Boz at the uh, Cactus 
Tequila Cowboy. There it is. Yeah, Tequila Cowboy. Steel ca- Cactus, also a great bar. Oh, Steel Cactus? That. Pretty good time. It's down there near uh, Jerome Bettis' Grill, though. Ah. Down there near, near Jerome Bettis' Grill. I ran into him there. And we had a great conversation, you know. We're each a couple beers deep, you know. We are getting that whole thing. And I asked him, I'm like, how do you hit the ball so fucking pure every time? Because that end-over-end rotation is like just a pure shot. And when you're talking about a ball moving and somebody having to catch it and put it down in 1.3 seconds and the sweet spot only being like that big, it's like to just hit a pure ball every time is absurd. That's why Justin Tucker is so fucking good. That ball is just going straight as an arrow every time. I don't know how he does it. I asked Boswell, and Boswell said, Fuck, man, I don't know. I just swing, <laughs> I just swing as hard as I can. And I was like, I fucking love this guy. I, I love this guy that that's his actual thought because I was not like that at all. I was like, oh, I think I got to maybe plan a little deeper this time. Bob's like, fuck, I don't know. Just swing, dude. <laughs> and Tucker's kind of the same way, I think. Yeah. So that's maybe where I went wrong in that Which time. it's you knowing you, you seem like you'd be a fuck it, let's just swing guy. No, ultimately... That is where I get to. Yeah. But I have to get to the point where I can just fuck it, let it swing. So, like, okay, I'm going to lower my drop. And then once I lower my drop, all right, then I can yeah, just yeah. fucking go. Yeah, hammer. But in a much smaller sense, going back to this turnover conversation where the quarterback just has to adjust his mindset in games. And we've heard Peyton talk about it on Monday Night Manning, which is back. I had to change my punting style completely. I used to be a bomber. So much fun. Fucking let me just bomb balls away. And then I became a guy that was just looking for fair catches, strictly fair catches. It's nowhere near as fun. It was a game changer for me. I became a much better punter at that time because we gave up next to no yards because our gunners, it was just me and the gunners basically going after it, trying to get a fair catch. Everybody inside just go and protect, which I think is what Coach Mo is trying to do with uh, Bo Herquez yeah. right now up in Green Bay. Might get a little bit difficult as the NFC North gets a little bit chilly up there in Lambeau because you do have to have pretty favorable conditions to try to hit a 4-6 to 5-0 ball every single time so you can get a fair catch. But that takes a lot of the guessing out of it. But for the punter, it takes a lot of like, like, hey, I could drop this thing low, and I, if I got a little thing, I could hit this ball 70 yards right now. Mm-hmm. Now, that 70 yards could get shoved right back in my face because the people we have covering just got signed to the team on Friday. They don't have a clue how they're doing. They're being basically told, like, hey, you just block, let Pat and the Gunners take care of the rest. And I'm, it's a much different situation than what the quarterbacks are going through. So I can see how that decision to be like, okay, so I'm no longer just a fucking home run derby guy. Like I have to adjust a little bit. But I just seen that as being like a professional. Like, hey, this is what's going to make the team better, which in turn is probably going to make your life better. We, We don't have the capability to do what you and maybe some other guys are able to do with how we have our roster currently put together. Even though we had some dogs on special teams, I think I could have just hit some balls. But nonetheless, that is an interesting thing that has to happen in sports to evolve. Will Sam Darnold ever be able to do that? Like, will Sam Darnold ever be able to be like, all right, I'm just going to be a boring quarterback here and I'll make the play when I have to? Will Carson Wentz continue to be able to do that? Because he has been for the last couple weeks. He hasn't almost thrown 10 picks in a game for like three weeks or whatever. Yeah. Well, and like you said about the being professional, like, don't you think, like, that's why. That's why almost I think that's just how these guys are because there's no way that after one of these games like Matt Rule and Joe Barry aren't telling Darnold like, hey, you can't fucking throw this. You know, and you, you do that multiple times throughout a season. And if a guy still is going out and making the same mistakes over and over, like there's a good chance that's just who he is. Hey, congrats to the Panthers, by the way. We just spent 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. awesome. Here we go. We're going to be in a real situation if Cam does well, too. 
Well, I don't Donald think you have to worry back. about that. This guy. You don't Tony. think he's going to do well? What do you mean? He hasn't done well in five years. Whoa! Oh, he had a broken foot, a car crash, a shoulder, COVID, a break. And, and Max, great, but he lost out to a rookie quarterback in camp this year. Wow. Different offense, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a Don, much he won't lose I love the Darnold. He's a great player for a long time, but hasn't been also for a long time. And that's a valid, valid point. And I'd assume that Cam hears that. Uh huh. Cam yep. knows that. I think he's even talked about it in an iconic saga production right. on YouTube, which is one of my favorite. Just production company. They yeah. make good shit. Oh yeah, he Him makes Cecil. He makes great shit yeah. down there. I think he's even addressed it. Like, I can't go out like this. Like, a lot of people are mm-hmm. talking about it. Because remember all the way back to even when Cam was in the Juco. Oh, yeah. Rapping in front of the entire. Cam is always dominated. Oh, yeah. Got the juice. So imagine the the taste in his mouth about how the last couple of years have gone. And now I said this last year as well when he went to New England. Yeah. In seven touchdowns or something. Yeah. Eight, excuse me. Do you think? <laughs> ten picks. Do you think touchdowns. he's anticipating going <laughs> in there being the starter? No, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Are they? Are you? They're not signing him as a backup. Yeah. Kim. He's got to be playing. But also, You know how loud that place would get? P.J. Walker, awesome. We love P.J. Walker. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love him. Met P.J. Walker when he was a Colt. Yeah. Um, Best XFL quarterback of all time. I agree. Now, Jordan Taolmu. Yeah. yeah full well, Cardale Jones, too. I mean, there was... But he Heineke. XFL one or two. There's Tommy Maddox. No, uh, hey, listen. Tommy Heineke. fucking Maddox. We ain't talking about <laughs> XFL about one. Uh, our guy. Anyways, PJ is... We are fans of PJ. Yes. But if PJ does anything first quarter, second quarter, that isn't good, and you have Cam Newton staying on the sidelines in Carolina, in... The same stadium that I got to witness the Cam Newton thing, that's going to get live. Yeah. Rule knows that. Mm-hmm. That's why you had to have a hard conversation. Like, I think they're planning for Cam Newton when he learns the offense, Joe Brady's offense, to be the guy. I don't think it's going to be this weekend. I don't okay. think he'll probably be in a hoodie, maybe, I think, this weekend. So, probably like two weeks to learn the offense, week and a half. I don't know. I don't know. He said, uh, how long did it take him to learn the New England one, which everybody says is like calculus in this entire mm-hmm. time? Yeah, he came in like a month before the season and he started. Week one, but I mean... So this will probably assume with Joe Brady and Carolina in the circumstance they're in, this will be a much quicker turnaround. But if they got them in pads this weekend... Yeah. They're going to be cheering for After this week, they have the Cardinals this weekend, and then it gets significantly easier. They have the football team, the Dolphins, the Falcons the next three weeks. Yeah, so you have them start next week, obviously. Now, granted, it is Thursday, and we're Ron. acting as if Cam could <laughs> Against start Against Ron this. Rivera next weekend. Oh, oh Revenge awesome. game. Here we it. go. Who's quarterback over in Washington still? Heineke. Heineke. Is it Heineke? Oh, yeah. Fitz might be back soon, though. Oh, no, nah, he's riding them slots. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> likes to go down a fast one. Uh-huh. Multiple times. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That was awesome. The Washington football team, and I don't want to move from one team that's probably not going to be in the playoffs to another, but <laughs> the Washington football team. That whole story, 10 years from now, is going to be yeah. insane. Comedy. If, oh. if Fitz comes out and just tells his side of it. And- well, not just that. I mean, think about everything. Oh, yeah. That just potential story that was on local sports talk radio. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, who knows if any of that is... Re- anytime we get a caller that says their name is Joe, their name might be Mike. Uh-huh. That's right. And they say they're in Cleveland. You, they might be in fucking San Antonio. They got stories, You too. literally know nothing because you're not really checking anything. But the Fitz water slide situation (laughs) is one that will be investigated, I assume, at some point. But if he comes back, how's Heineke doing? Were they on a bye week? Is that why we know nothing about him? They have not been doing great. Yeah. I believe Fitz will be starting if he comes back. They are the worst team ATS in the NFL. Yeah. 
against Chiefs. Got to be. Chiefs are second worst. Okay. Yeah. Right, I was about to say, I lost a lot of money on well, that. The only, <laughs> the only reason the football team is worse is because they played one less game. So Put far. the standings back up there. So the AFC North, the Ra- man, I think the Ravens danced through Miami tonight. I honestly believe that. Him saying that you got to put on a show, too, when you go back to, like, South Florida, where he's and from. And it's Thursday night football. Yeah. Like, I understand that maybe Monday night football has lost a little bit of its luster since the way back in the day when it was on ABC and it was an entire thing. But everybody knows that you're the only game in town. You're the only yeah. game anybody is watching. Lamar knows that. That Ravens team knows that. Mm-hmm. And he's back home. Oh, close. And, and a lot of people potentially, you know, have to battle against the humidity down there in Miami. Because remember, there's a lot of cold weather teams that yep. travel down to Miami, and that's a real thing. A lot of people think that's potentially why the Patriots have struggled late in the season down in Miami, because it is two vastly different environments and climates that you're breathing in and training in, and everything like that. Lamar's South Florida boy. Yeah, that's right. Used to it. He literally grew up in it. Mm-hmm. And he is there. And where's Hollywood Brown from? I'd assume. Similar. I would assume as well. Same there. area. And the AFC North is so close. They know that. Yeah. They win every game. This is going to be a – I see. I kind of wish almost we – Is it potential, is thunder, time? potential thunderstorms tonight, so. Oh, on the oh, ground. Oh, oh, he's going to oh, He's going to have the studs on. Take, oh, take no. Take the jersey down from the rafters. Well, maybe. and the thing about Jacoby is Jacoby is a precision passer. That's right. Uh, he's a great leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can scoot. Mm-hmm. He's got some wiggle. Better than Phil Rivers. Right. Absolutely. But he is not a scoot, scoot quarterback. No. If the weather's going to be terrible, you'd have to think that the run game would be the game, and that is what the Baltimore Ravens are. Mm-hmm. Plus, you, oh, my God, why is this the week we don't have the risk-free yeah. same game parlay? Lev Bell's coming you know why? Alive. You know why? Because of how good I feel about the game tonight. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for me not to enjoy it. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. You'll be so mad. That risk-free same-game parlay is the most stressful part of my life. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't doubt it. Especially with how close. There's, there's been, what, nine? We've been one away from it was, six? It was the most stressful moments of my life. <laughs> like, I, I just, I'm like, I need to get rid of that. As the season goes on here, we got a long season. we got 17 yeah, games. Exactly. Potentially 18. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, we Soon. were at the game last week. The Colts kicked ass. We had the best seats in the house, and we were defeated. After Fucking that. miserable walking so out of the crowd. Miserable. We we literally. Other fans I, are walking I felt up like to you. I just played. Yeah, and yeah. Just, <laughs> I did. I was on the Jets. I felt like I played and got my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the people walking up to me though. Yeah. Oh, like the coach just won. Yeah. As well. yeah. Coach just won, and I saw the faces of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That were at the game that rode, and they're like, we were so close, man. I'm like, we just fucking won. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, that's how devastated I felt. You know, I always assumed that was the case. But once you actually get a chance to see it, it's like, I can't be a part of this anymore. This guy should have been happy that he just saw the Colts win, and instead he's out here grieving alongside me. Uh And I should be happy, too. We just experienced the game in maybe the coolest fashion of all time. Michael Cole. Yeah, we just beat the shit out of Michael Cole's Jets. Yeah. Think about any other plus 1,000 bet if you put it out and it hit. You know what I mean? Like, if you picked a game that was plus 1,000, like, give me a break, dude. A 20-point underdog is what? Plus 400 money line? Yeah. Like, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. But it's still stressful. Oh, yeah. Very I still want to hit it every yeah, single time. no question. Oh, yeah. And I bet you'll hit all your same game parlays tonight, too. It feels like that always happens. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll tweet them out after they hit. Jets to beat the Bills this weekend is plus 460. So double that. Oh, so you're saying that maybe the judgment yeah, that I was like, be, be, real, be realistic. realistic. A 25 point dog. Like to if, win you, the game. if you hit a plus 500. Hey, this is the yeah. Hammer Don yeah. Cowboys yeah. right now, That's by right. the way. Saddling the yeah. horse. Yeah. Saying, mm-hmm. Hey, you, you, you don't be scared to get back in that box, is what you guys are saying. Well, if there's anyone who knows how to defend a bet. That loses? Yeah. And maybe it was because <laughs> you guys were at the game and you saw that defeat in those poor Saps' eyes, but nothing to me was worse than the Tom Brady no. kneel down. That was no. the real soul. I felt like anything after that was, was gravy. That fucking kneel down. And then on the last one, going back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. yeah. The no Jamar Chase touchdown. That one stunk. That was also heartbreaking. It had such a good run. But these Thursday night games have become games, even if the marquee isn't as uh, beautiful as you would expect. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited for it. All right. Let's move along here. We just talked about the Carolina Panthers and the Washington football team. <laughs> Hell yeah. And ipso facto, the Dolphins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> and great punting. Great punting. Changing punting. We learned why I probably wasn't that great of a kicker when it's all said and done. Should have just had the... Uh, should have been like, ah, just kick yeah, it. Just yeah. kick it as hard yeah. as I can. Yeah, just kick it. I hope it goes. Should. Could you imagine jogging on the field and just being like, I have no idea why this is going to work mm-hmm. or why it's not? That's kind of what it was like my uh, freshman year, or rookie year punting. I would hit a bomb and I had no idea why. And then I hit a shank. No clue why. Speaking of hitting bombs, can I ask questions? Tough. That's kind of tough <laughs> to figure out what happened there. I have no I'm idea. Sure. Hey, do what, do, what, uh, do what you did the last time when it went good. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go do that. Good idea. And then it wasn't until like, like year three, it was like, oh, I'm starting to figure this out now. And then <laughs> everything kind of changes there. Go ahead, Dix. I wanted to ask you a question um, because it's been on the internet all week. Is the, is the kid kicking for San Diego State as good as the internet? He's is- unfucking believable. That dude bombs balls. I, I don't know what type of ball they're using. I think it's a Nike. I'm not 100% sure what type of ball it is. Whatever the case, to generate enough force – to launch any pigskin, no matter what the ball is. Now, the Duke is a little heavier, right? Yeah. So the Duke is a little heavier than all of these college balls. So that's why you do see a drop-off sometimes in either kickers or punters going from college to the NFL because the Duke is a different... I actually like kicking the Duke more because if you have a strong leg, when you hit uh, a heavier object, it'll travel further. But sometimes you can't indent the ball enough if your leg isn't strong enough, if that makes sense. It's like a fastball coming in faster. If you have good strength, that's the one you want. Everybody else in that But yeah, Ariza for San Diego State. Yeah, I saw him hit a ball from his own 12 for a touchback the other night. Damn. And I think it, it was against Hawaii, I believe. And that... The cameraman or woman had no clue it was coming. Because yeah. <laughs> I would like to see like the trajectory on that thing, where it's going. But if you can just hit 90-yard balls all the time, I think everybody would just take a touchback every single time. Not going to be as easy, I think, in the NFL. Might be a little bit different yeah. with a rush that could potentially come. But he's a Sunday guy, for sure. He is a fucking weapon, too. Oh, he kicks field goals, too. I yeah. love him. Yeah. Athlete. Athlete tackles people, too. I fucking love this dude. I'm you ever not- see a guy pop a pigskin with his foot? <laughs> All right. All right. So, I like that guy. Yeah. Good player. <laughs> By the way, I like that guy. All right? I like Jamie. Mm-hmm. What is he, the... Uh, Scottish Sc- Hammer? Scottish Psycho. No, no, he's a Scottish no. Hammer. Come on. Have a little respect, dude. Remember when he dropped that ball and thought he was going to take it 80 yards to the house? <laughs> that was awesome. Dude, give him a break. He stove both his thumbs on the catch. <laughs> Listen, when you drop a snap, it is a nightmare, okay? You have full panic, and you have to think about it for the next, like, 
probably four weeks every yeah. single time. I don't want to catch it. But there was a story, and it might be true. I have no idea. I have kicked a soccer ball 124 miles an hour. I have knocked soccer goals off up on their end from hitting a crossbar with a soccer ball. I'm not saying I have the strongest leg in the history, but I will say I put in enough work for my leg to become this one of the strongest legs in history. Sebastian Janikowski murders balls. There's been massive legs all around the world for a long, long time. And I have the utmost respect for bombers. But when the report came out, that he popped four dupes by kicking it, it was hard for me to take it serious. Yeah. It was very difficult for me to take it serious. But then I saw him hit some balls, and I'm like, holy shit, this dude is a beast of a punter. Probably didn't need the story that was probably being mentioned because he went to a very small school, so he's probably just trying to get some, you know, a little bit of shine or whatever. Mm. But maybe he did pop like four or five dukes in one session. I've never seen it. Not my dukes. No way. I would, I would love to see me at one of those camps if a guy just blew out four or five fucking balls. I would have lost my goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah, lifetime contract. Dude, don't come to Indianapolis. <laughs> like, if you get an odd, please go anywhere else. There was a couple, like Marquette, him and Thomas and a couple other people got into, like, a long ball, long punting contest. Yeah. And that was at the point of my career where I was hitting high. I wasn't going long. And it was very early in the contest where I was like, oh, I can't keep up with these dudes anymore. What I think Marquette hit one like 95 yards maybe Jesus. or something like that. There was obviously tailwind yeah. behind, mm-hmm. but you're not going to do a home run derby into the wind. If you, can <laughs> right. you know what I mean? You're not going to do that. And Thomas hit one that was just like this low liner. They go there. It feels like that Ariza guy is hitting those every day of mm-hmm. his life. And I'm just like, God, good for him, dude. And maybe Jamie did pop those balls. But I'm just saying I've seen a lot of people bomb balls that – and the Duke has survived. It's it's kind of built for that out there. You think that Ariza guy could do all three at the on Sundays he's or not, no? It's so, not that accurate uh, kicking. It seems like. Yeah, uh, I, I know somebody pretty similar that was uh, <laughs> maybe a pretty big leg because uh-huh. Ariza tackles people too. It seems like he's a very good athlete. I couldn't. I I could not punt anywhere near the level that he was in college, and I don't think I could do what he's doing at any point of my career actually with the way he is just turning balls and making them go so far but it has always been said that it'd be very difficult to do all three and i was somebody who wanted to try to do all three there's only been i think a few people that have had the ability a guy for the atlanta falcons tried it years and years and years ago and i think he went like two for ten on field goals or something he was a very good punter so i don't want to say he potentially ruined it for everybody but i think he proved how hard it is to be elite at three very different that kicking off is much different than kicking field goals and punting is much different than both of those things so to be able to specialize at an nfl level and handle the mental capacity and the amount of reps it would take to continue to work for a 17 might be 18 game season plus the playoffs and preseason a lot of people don't think it'd be possible for the leg to handle it but this dude i don't think anybody thought it was possible to hit 70 yard punts every single week this guy's able to do it that's crazy. That really is crazy. But it, like, like you said, like you, your career would if you would have anyone who would actually do that and do all three, like you wouldn't be able to play very long, would you? No, no. You are sacrificing. Yeah, longevity. Right. You are yeah. sacrificing longevity, which is what everybody says, by the way. Yeah. But there's only a few kickers and punters that get the type of longevity that everybody's saying you're sacrificing. True. You know. Yeah. Like I played eight years. And for some kickers, that's no time at all. And some punters, that's no time at all. But for a large majority, eight is like a hell of a eternity. That is a long run. But I'm nowhere near what some guys are. Like, for instance, I started kicking off for Vinatieri. 
So I started doing the kickoffs for the Colts. So that took like one, you mm-hmm. know, explosive rep off of his leg so mm-hmm. he could go longer. But that wasn't until like year 12 of his career or whatever. Yeah. I have no idea how he was able to kick off and kick field goals for tw- that long and then also continue to do it. Because at some point your body yeah, your knees. is right. your body. Like, I wonder mm-hmm. how that kid's leg feels now just doing it in college. So college it was dope, man. I had no fun. <laughs> I did. Didn't matter. Tiny pictures. Bingo. I mean, I was <laughs> college. Man. It was college. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I guess the leg, would be, the leg would be sore oh, yeah. or whatever. You know, some days it was like, all right, you're gonna have to fucking figure it out. Yeah. Dude. Wake up, because we got to go kick 50 field goals. <laughs> then we got to go hit 15 kickoffs, and then we got to go hit 40 rollout punts. And all of them are full go every time. Mm-hmm. Rich Rod's yelling at you the entire time. Yeah, and there's one time I tweaked something in my quad, and I didn't want to miss practice, but the trainers had me miss practice. Yeah. So they put me in a red jersey. Oh. Okay? So this is like the first time I missed anything. It was during training camp. It might have been either my junior or senior year. And Rich Rod goes, I don't know what's up with Mac. He looked like goddamn Christmas tree out there. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back next week or something like that. I'm like, I didn't decide. Excuse me. I did not decide to miss. It was probably the right move, though. Mm-hmm. Should have hydrated more in college, too. That was something I probably should Yeah, do. sure. Yeah. Water's important. Yeah. Somebody tweeted me uh, the other day. You and me chugged a pitcher against each other on a random Wednesday night at Penny Pitchers. And he said, I've been a fan ever since. <laughs> and that reminded me. I did not focus on football like that. <laughs> yeah. And that is a 100% a mistake. But I do appreciate that guy remembering that. Because he wasn't the first, he wasn't the last. <laughs> There's a lot of people that went down. And the one night where I, it all potentially came back in, that was when the pitcher chug was retired. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell Good of a run. run. Hell of a run. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and... Meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I get it. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When, you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. That's true. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's Pete Alonzo at the the Home Run Derby. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. (laughs) Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? 
the shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to getrumen.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. In Ohio. All the way over there. All the way over there. He's deep in the woods of Ohio, too. Yeah. <laughs> I got a chance to go to this man's house because he had a cult event to raise money for a good um, charity. Yep. To get there, you have to drive all the way into the woods. You find Wexler's house. Okay. You turn left. You go deeper into the woods, and you'll find 10,000 acres with a house that's bigger than you've ever seen in your entire life. And living inside of that is a beautiful family whose dad is the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, who's also a Super Bowl champion, a college football national champion, and somehow, someway, that man that lives in the biggest house ever created, the nicest house ever created on 45,000 acres, is also a Ryder Cup champion. Ladies and gentlemen, that Ohio man himself... AJ Hawk. I wish I did have some woods. You know that. You you know I do not live out in the woods. It would be nice to have some land like you do. No, you're deep out there, though. I remember thinking to myself, there ain't going to be no phone service out here. It makes a lot of sense why his internet connection is piss poor. Yeah. I don't know if that's how it works. There's plenty of houses around me and plenty of internet that's run to everywhere around this area oh except for you though huh that, is that always your complaint how does everybody else have a chance i don't want to talk about hey i don't want i'm not i'm trying not to drink jinx myself i know it's a, i don't think it's a real thing but i i haven't had many issues in the last uh, okay. what month or two have you seen what we've been through dude our entire oh, system crashed, the power outage i mean we've been through it a lot maybe oh, they yeah. got off of your back and hopped over to here and mm-hmm. i don't necessarily love that but it is great to have you aj hawk uh we thought the big news of the day was going to be obj watch but then it came out he might take some time. This is his first time being a free agent. This is his first time getting recruited by players, coaches, front office, star fans is what Ooh. I'm hearing. Star fans of teams are calling OBJ and saying, hey, you come on over to Kansas City Chiefs. Paul Rudd's like, I'll put you in a movie. Come Whoa. on. Hey, man. I'll put you in a movie. Jason Sudeikis, who's a Kansas City Chiefs fan, is like, hey, you want to be in Ted Lasso? We'll put you on a team next year. Put you in there. Ooh. Stone Street's like, hey, you know, hey. Come on over. You and I, we can high-five on NFL Network 10 a.m. on Sundays together. Yeah, be sweet. These are the things that are happening. This is OBJ's first time getting to experience this. It is being reported by Josina Anderson that he wants to take his time and enjoy it when we all assumed that he would want to get into a place so he could play this Sunday. Allegedly, there's a lot more that goes into it, and I can respect and appreciate that, but I thought, just like a lot of people, that, okay, this thing would be tied up quickly. Revenge tour for Odell Beckham Jr. Let's make a team better right now. Let's learn as much as we can about the offense going forward. Let's get inundated with a team so we can go on a run. That doesn't seem to be the case, though. AJ and I, I respect it, by the way. When the world wants you to do one thing and expects you to do one thing and you do the other, I got respect for it. I actually do. I have respect for the fact that, yeah, it seems like he's taking his time because this is a giant decision on what like his next path in the NFL is going to be. So, yeah, and a lot of it depends on who's throwing you the ball and the team around you if you are a receiver. So what about – but 
I would imagine Matt Damon and, and Affleck have been on the phones hard, right? Trying to bring him over to the Patriots. Well, Matt Damon's no longer. Kid Rock in Nashville to the Titans, I'm sure. As no, well. Kid Rock's a Lions Lions Bill Burr called OBJ, so I think we have a much better chance now. Could you imagine if Bill Burr actually Imagine he starts. That'd be awesome. Chuckling to Odell Beckham Jr. That would be amazing. And if that is happening, maybe. You know, who's famous Green Bay Packers Fucking Wheezy's already been in touch with him. So is Anthony Davis. Green and yellow, green and yellow. Yeah. Oh, my. AD, that's a good get, too. Yeah, but you forgot about X Factor calling from the payphone outside the gas station. True. Well, X Factor, let's hope that his life is much better than it was. In a He's a Raiders to fan now, too. Oh, he, he went over to the Raiders? Oh, that turncoat son of a bitch. Well, that's kind of what all the Chiefs fans are saying. Right? I'm shocked to hear that. Yeah, Flopping X, like a fish. A lot of the Chiefs fans are saying X-Factor is more a fan of X-Factor than he was of the Chiefs, actually. Wow. That's what Chiefs fans are saying. Chiefs fans are saying he's only using the Chiefs to be a fan of X-Factor. Whoa. So then whenever he turn-coded to the Raiders, I think that, that was a big day for Chiefs fandom saying we knew it all along. I'm not saying that's the case, and we will not have X-Factor on the show to ask him, but that is what is happening. I'll tell you that's the case. I think we could tell from his slow walk holding his ribs for the local news station that this is more about X-Factor than it is the Chiefs. Well, X-Factor said, listen, mean? I've turned it around the last four years. I haven't touched the cocaine. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm worried about. People saying I'm on meth. No, no. Colombian Bam Bam was my drug of choice four mm-hmm. years ago. I've been clean out here, and Hell his yeah. ribs were Brutalized oh, yeah. <laughs> by Red Extreme. You know that one punch? Hi, there's gonna be two punch, two thuds. Me hitting you and you hitting the floor. Oh. And in this particular case, X Factor didn't hit the floor. He hit the stairs, and those yeah. stairs hit back and fractured every rib he had. That's right. The X Factor that X Factor had in that particular day is. Although he wasn't on the booze or the bam-bam, he was potentially on something else that made him not even realize that was the case until later when he was told to put some scrubs on and go on into that hospital so we can put, uh, uh, file a real lawsuit in I'm here. also hearing that there's some video out there of X-Factor slugging Mickey's grenades in the bathroom and then coming down and spinning this whole sob story. Oh, duels? Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Oh. Mickey's malt liquor, not, yeah. not O'Doul's, not really? N.A. stuff. So, I mean, just something to... I don't know what Mickey's is. He told us he was sober, right? So he's got to be sober. What are are, are Mickey's grenades? He wouldn't lie. What age should I have been drinking this? Uh, 17? No. I was drinking malt liquor? No. I was drinking Red Bull and beer. Do you know what a Mickey's is? Is it like is it like you get it in forties like malt liquor? Uh, King Cobra. No, they're grenades, dude. They're They're little grenades. Nah, dude, I did mad dog. I don't know. (laughs) Yep. You could also get it in forty. Good. I've seen those, I feel like. They, are they green? It, yes, oh, they yes, are. I yeah. have house these. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, They yeah. taste like dog piss. Yeah, I've not been in a lot of uh, gatherings that had these. Not expensive at all, right? No, no. Yeah, yeah. I've been in a couple gatherings that have had these, but these always seem to be the last ones left. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you buy yeah. Them right now, five bucks for a six-pack. There that's you go. That's a good deal. deal. That's a good that's deal. Good deal. Yeah. And, and we're not saying that's a, that's a bad deal or anything. You do what you got to do or whatever the case 12 is. 12-ounce bottles. But he said he hadn't drank uh, booze or coke in four years. Yeah. yeah. He said that, and then the people are saying, are you sure? Because I saw him fucking sitting in a stall drinking Mickey's grenades <laughs> before he came out, what? smelling like booze. He also got in a car accident a couple days after that. pigs. Yeah, his rolled off pigs. an overpass. His guinea pigs did survive, but imagine the guinea pig will survive. 
I mean, I would imagine Pete is going to come take them, right? No, well, well, X Factor says he's a good like dad. Like child protective services, Pete they is say, fighting a bigger war. AJ, <laughs> don't you worry. Well, okay. God, okay. You're saying going to be tied up for a bit. Right. Okay. There's a lot of conversations potentially happening around, you know, man's best friend not being treated as such. But I think what X Factor is potentially doing is he was pouring those Mickey's into the cheese head that he had painted red. Okay. And then he was doing cheese balls. Ooh. That's how they caught him. And that's sitting why in the stall by himself, though, hiding? Yeah, and it smelled like booze because those things are just big sponges, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And the Mickeys were just going all the way through it. That's potentially what happened. But anyways, nonetheless, I don't know if X Factor is going to be the one who puts uh, the Chiefs over the hump for the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes, yeah. but star fans are reaching out, and Odell Beckham Jr.'s enjoying it. I wonder if anybody's reaching out to OBS. You want to really win? Go to OBS. That'd be smart. That's not a bad idea. Who are they going to have in Seattle reach out to? Them? Well, Russ is already Russ, in DM. Of course, but the but the big stars. Uh, Macklemore. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Macklemore. Sean Kemp, maybe. Hasselbeck. Nirvana. Hasselbeck. Chris Pratt. That whole Nirvana. genre of music. Yeah, that Brunch. whole genre of music. Brunch. Okay. Yep. The fish throwers. Oh. Oh, they're great. They're on TV every single time. There's yep. a chance for TV to be imagine on. Him, yeah. Imagine Odell doing a deal, catching it one-handed, this giant fish. Oh. Imagine him housing a walleye over his head. Oh. Wham! Give me that fish, dude. Yeah, they're probably pitching all those things. Okay. I wasn't sure. Mac Moore's like, get you on a feature. Yeah. Maybe make a song for him. Yeah, I don't do. I don't work with Ryan Lewis, who made all the incredible beats that I happen to uh, be a part of. But maybe you'd be this whole thing. It'd be great. Yeah, they broke up. What's no that? No way. Yeah, years That's ago. That's a bummer. What? Yeah, it was years ago, I think. Did they win the album together? The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Phew. But I think he wanted to make beats for other people. I think. Yeah, all right. right. It was an amicable split. Okay. Okay. Because I think Macklemore kind of disappeared from the music scene for a while. Yeah, he did. Where he, is he now? He's, he's still, back. With is he back? Yeah, he, he has this new song. It's a banger. Yeah, and he's making videos for Odell Beckham Jr. coming to Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. Song? He's a content creator for the Seahawks. Yeah. Potentially. They need it. Who else? Who else is in the Seattle area though? That first album, it was good. Oh, it was so good. Mm -hmm. Wait, isn't Bill Gates' house near Seattle? Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's probably a pool party for uh, Xanadu. It's called Xanadu or whatever. His whole house, property. Him and Paul Allen, they're buddies. Coach JB just sent a text. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, I got that. To me and you. (laughs) How's he doing? Kenny G's from Seattle. Uh, uh, I was just told by Coach JB, straight out of the streets of Compton, uh-huh. alongside AJ Hawk. Uh, he called us two white motherfuckers. Mickey's Bogmouth are the shit, straight ghetto, fabulous beer of choice my entire yep. life. Love you, Coach. How does Pat not recognize the ghetto beer of choice, bro? Is what Coach JB just texted me. I bought, I've seen them at the bottom. Of, I've seen them at the bottom of coolers. Yeah, I, I've seen them being left around, but I, it's hard. Hey, you could use them for to play Edward Forty Hands, bro. If there's a yeah. fucking High Life or a Mad Dog oh. or anything like that, I'm going straight for it, JB. The High Life, nothing. Like I bought it. a I bought a case with like uh, what was that three years ago for a mm-hmm. uh, Mayweather or not Mayweather? Yeah, it was Mayweather and McGregor. And I drank uh, about a quarter of one, and then the rest of them sat in our fridge for eight months. Oh, like Mike Tomlin did. Well, they do. Con. Don't yeah. they sponsor either the UFC or a lot of they boxing? Used it's to. on the ring. They used to. That's what. Yeah. That's what. They got me. Mickey's malt liquor. I mean, it was every night it was awesome. <laughs> JB, I apologize for that. And you know what? Maybe let's move on from that, JB. Yeah, plastic hey. whiskey. Yeah, plastic whiskey. Yeah, that's all. Huh. You can't drink that every night either. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you can. Yeah, you can. 
All right, I the mean, new red label. Just responsibly. Like, no, you just can't a little do bit, the right? red label. No, 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 just no. two fingers. Two, two fingers, fingers a night. Healthy yeah. Joining us now is a man who I assume has never heard of a Mickey's and will probably not try slapdick whiskey ever, although he should. Yeah. Should. Man who potentially has the inside track on all the situations <laughs> happening in the NFL right now. The host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends. Ladies and gentlemen from NFL.com and NFL Network, Ian Rappaport. Yeah! What's going on, dude? You like Mad Dogs or 40, 40s, or what did you do? <laughs> I used to uh, I used to drink a lot of Old English back in the day. Oh, you oh, dog. Old, old school. Yep. You, uh, now, I don't know how old uh, you are, but were you a Natty yeah. Light? Were you Natty Light era? Uh, when Natty Light was in its heyday, when we could pick up like 30 racks, I would, I would drink some. I've never been that particular about what I drink. I will drink a kind of whatever See, that's um, the whitest thing said yeah. <laughs> on this show right, today sure. jb i think that is it well, tonight we're yeah. gonna get fucked up i mean that you are the depiction of that and i respect it me too uh, by the way me too yeah uh, i would also say that on some nights a lot of nights i will have a little bit of bourbon uh before bed like a nice little oh. nightcap just How many pour fingers? in the glass salty dog uh usually two just you know, oh, no ice, okay. just pour in the glass, Tie back the nice sips, head right to bed. Yep. Whose fingers? Your fingers? Mangold's fingers? Urban's fingers? Whose two fingers? <laughs> uh, you know, a, a nice healthy pour for a healthy man. Yeah, That's boom. exactly what you boom. are. Boom. Yeah, I mean, Jeez. I didn't know you were a drunk. All the inside information you have with the stresses of always having to be on your phone, I could see how maybe a nice nightcap with some bourbon could help you out. I, I, this man gets me. I do not, <laughs> but I can see how that situation could unfold. Uh, we are always thankful for you joining us. Obviously, we assume the big news would be OBJ and how that's going. We will get to that. We will definitely get to that because there's been a lot of reports. Now it sounds like he's going to be taking his time. But let's talk about what's happening right now. With you, you broke with the salary and everything. Cam Newton going back to Carolina. He's the starter, what, starting next week? I'd assume he's the starter starting next week. And then are, is this a potential long-term player? or they both know this is just for this year? Uh, all right, right, let's. we'll start with when he's going to play. So it's Thursday now. They practiced already. He'll be able, because he's unvaccinated, he's able to practice right – or because he's vaccinated, excuse me. Yeah, he's vaccinated, he'll – almost messed that up. Yeah. Geez. He'll be able to practice right away. Um, so he'll probably be able to play next week. They're giving him a lot of money. It's $10 million, not like $10 million prorated, like actual $10 million, $4.5 million guaranteed. That is starter money. He is going to be the starter uh, probably next week. And the fact that this is happening is unbelievable because it didn't end great. He was very unhappy, took to his social media accounts and was frustrated that the team said they requested, you know, they gave him permission to seek a trade when he didn't want to seek a trade. He wanted to remain in Carolina. Um, and everyone today, I mean, the owner, the GM, uh, everyone got together today and kind of mended fences, put the past behind them and are moving forward with the franchise guy that they discarded. I mean, I don't know what it's going to become, but 
he he's going to be the starter for the rest of the season, I would say. And you said there was an uncomfortable conversation. We thought that literally as we heard the news, because we're trying to think back. Ron Rivera in Tepper had a good exit. That was a good exit. It was early. Yeah. It was allegedly understood. Like, hey, we, we uh, Ron Rivera appreciated them being up front with him. And I think Tepper said, hey, we're moving on. You're not going to be the future. You can get out now. Yeah. And that was. But then we remember the cam situation with training camp happening and answering questions, cutting them late, and then the 86 days. So I... Who do you think knew that that was going to have to take place? Do you think it was Tepper directly that was like, we are going to have to handle this, uh, you know, face-to-face? Or was that Cam saying, if you guys want me, and they reach out to him? Like, who do you think uh, offered up first, do you think, there? Well, I, I would say from the Panthers organization, they knew it didn't end well with Cam. I mean, how could you not? And they have some, you know, there's some, and this has sort of been pointed out on social media today. Stephen Drummond, who's an executive with the Carolina Panthers, was the, basically head PR slash communications guy, had a very close relationship with Cam. He certainly understood the dynamics and how frustrated Cam was and the necessariness of this conversation. Tepper knew it. Um, it was, this was never going to, it was, this was never going to be like, you call the agent, Hey, is Cam interested? Okay. We'll give him 10 million bucks. Let's sign. This was always going to be a, let's get past everything we went through and then see if we can all get on the same page. You know, Credit to them for doing it because I'm sure these conversations were not easy. And knowing Cam Newton, I'm sure he was extremely honest to them. So they probably had to listen to some of it. Um, and they all came together and now he's their quarterback. It really is, honestly, incredible. Quickly? Is this quick, you think? Uh, I would say next week he's probably. No, no, no. Up. This whole situation. Bring Cam in. Bring Cam in, have the conversation. He's now the starter. Here you go. Here's the money. How quickly do you think that entire thing took place? Is this a couple uh, weeks in the making? A couple of days? A couple of hours? No, no, no. A Cu- couple of days because yeah, we found Donald's out. Donald's in IR. Two- right. Dar- yeah, Donald's going IR. So we found out Tuesday Donald that Donald's injury was severe <laughs> enough. Well, that was the interesting thing is like he has a crack in his shoulder. So though Donald, oh, we watched. Hey, fuck off for that, by the way. We all had to Google what the hell that was. Way to go. We get it. You wear uh, ties on TV. I was texting Garrett Bowe and Pelissero the injury when I heard, heard it happen, and I typed spatula first, and then they're making jokes, and I didn't understand because it looks they look words look very similar. I'm just glad I didn't tweet spatula when I tweeted yeah, it. Yeah, okay. We are too. Um, His shoulder would have been fine. Huh? Shoulder would have been fine, yes. Yeah. Um, no, this. so I found out yesterday, I kind of heard whispers, shouldn't say found out, I heard whispers yesterday of them setting up a cam meeting. I just couldn't. I couldn't get it, and it was very quiet. So basically yesterday morning they started the planning. Today they have the meeting. This afternoon they signed. I mean, that is really, really quick for like a fence-mending dramatic turn in a relationship. And that's why the $10 million probably. Go ahead, AJ. Yeah, you know, are you surprised at how much they paid him for what is essentially half of a season? And did he have any other – was there any offers like what kind of leverage did Cam have from anyone else? His leverage was not playing. And his leverage was that he was – going to not be the quarterback for them like you know the market is what the market is so the market for cam was like you have to pay him enough to get him to join your organization because you need him as the quarterback so that was his leverage like finally he waited waited and waited and he found a team that needed him more than he needed them and they are paying him very very real money 
Yeah, and $10 million is potentially because of the conversation that they had where you kind of fucked me. You know, you guys kept me around for too long. You let Ron Rivera go early. You kept me around so long, kind of dragged me along, cut me when teams were already being made. You kind of screwed me out of things. Tapper, we realize that. We're sorry. We're trying to make changes. We're trying to do this whole thing we didn't know. Here's an extra $10 million. And can you please come back? And not only just come back, the entire city of Charlotte is excited about this. I was very lucky to play against Cam Newton in a game in Carolina on primetime when he was rolling. That place, he was the maestro of the entire city. If they have any success and get going again, it is going to be alive down there. And that's what Tepper wants, I think, as the new owner. They now have he's back on the stadium jumbotron that downtown. Yeah, so it's like they are... I mean, this city is ready for Cam to come back. I think everybody's happy they mended fences. Now, let's go to Odell Beckham Jr. Allegedly, there was four teams he was going in on, then five, then a mystery team, six. Then Josina Anderson says this is his first time in free agency. He's enjoying the process. This is a massive decision. Coaches, players, front office, star fans are reaching out to him to recruit him. Where are we in the Odell Beckham Jr. watching in as of this moment right now on November 11th? We are uh, in a holding pattern. We are taking a little break uh, because yesterday, so I kind of thought yesterday he would sign. There was interest. I think he has at least five offers. It's not all great offers. Some offers like the Packers are the minimum, but offers. I thought he would sign yesterday. When he doesn't sign yesterday, then it's like, okay, well, he's not playing this week anyway. Why would you sign before Sunday? Like, what if one of those teams, God forbid, you never wish an injury, but one of those teams has an injury and they say we have to have Odell so we are now going to pay him more than we wanted mm. because we just have to have him he he should wait like this actually may if you're not going to sign Wednesday then you might as well sign next Monday and give teams the opportunity to have something happen um i don't know where he goes i know that the teams as of right now the teams basically made offers and that was it there's not it's not like one upsmanship. It's not like we'll increase this offer. We'll give you this. It's basically just made offers. He considers. Now he's in a holding pattern, and we'll see what happens probably after the game. Okay, I'm excited to see where it goes. Do you think he's leaning anywhere? And quarterback is the only thing that matters. Um, it's tough because I would of course say yes, except the Saints are still in the mix, and they have Trevor Simeon. And with all due respect to Trevor Simeon, oh, he's, not, like he's not. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Although I actually thought he played well last week. But anyway, um, he is considering the Saints and they have Simeon. What the fuck is this guy? What is your deal? Mac Jones. Not Mac Jones. What? Yeah. I mean, Mac Jones is a guy. Bill Belichick. Is Bill Belichick actually in this? Is this actually happening, all these reports we're hearing, that Bill Belichick wants Odell Beckham Jr. on his team? Yes. That is true. Now, I wouldn't say... No, no, Bill can recruit. Bill ain't throwing him the fucking football. That's not true. Is he going to change the offense for the guy? Why would he not just go to Green Bay, have Aaron throw him the ball, get the ball, it all works out for him. How much does money matter to him, Ian? You said the Packers offered minimum. Like, what's the range that he's getting offered, do you think? Uh, It's it's not a lot. I mean, it's, it's it's basically from minimum to, like, you know, he can earn more, like, four million or maybe, I don't know, maybe, say four, maybe five million, but it's not... It's not hard money. Like Cam Newton got four point five million dollars fully guaranteed. He is getting that money no matter what. It's not like that for Odell. He's getting four point two five million right from the Browns, regardless. Yeah, he yeah he's got that already. And now I remember he gave up three million just to be free. So I feel like more important for him 
is get in an offense he likes, get in a team he likes, you know, be successful, go to the playoffs maybe, which would be nice, but have a place where he can play the next two or three years. Like, I think he oh, wants a home okay. more oh. than, like, okay. catch lightning in a bottle mm. make the playoffs. That's what it feels like. Oh, that's a big news there, by the way. Thank you for that. Go ahead, AJ. I'm sorry, buddy. No, I think it, Ian brings up a great point. Yeah, there's no reason for him to sign before Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. Sunday night, Monday morning, that's when they'll probably get something done, right? Because he his price tag could go way up if one um, of these teams really needs him. A multi-year deal, though. I didn't know that was the case. I don't think no. anybody – No, no, no. Think- it, no, no. It wouldn't be a multi-year deal. It would be, he's, it would be a one-year deal now, but then let's say, like – let's say he signs in New Orleans or something. I don't know. Let's, or let's say the Chiefs. They're a better example. Let's say he signs with the Chiefs because I think they're a real possibility. He signs a one year. He kills it for the rest of the, you know, kills it for the rest of the year. He wants that's a place he would want to stay there, and then he would re up for two or three more years after that. Okay, I got it. Go ahead, Tom. Ian, any chance uh, Nick Chubb ends up playing for the Browns on Sunday? I would say not a very good chance. Okay, because now he could be cleared theoretically. Like he could be cleared Saturday. He could be cleared Sunday. The timing potentially could work out. I don't know that there's a case. Like I've tried to look at it, but it's tough to figure out all the things. But I don't know that there's a case where a player's tested positive, let's say on Tuesday, and then played Sunday because they don't work out. You know, a lot of times you don't feel great after COVID. So like to play, like Chandler Jones. Remember, when Chandler Jones missed a game for Arizona and then was eligible to come back the next game and didn't play because he hadn't worked out, and that would have just put him in a bad situation. I think that's probably more likely for Chubb. So I doubt that we see him on Sunday. Rap sheet yesterday, the Packers activated Bakhtiari. What are the odds that he plays on Sunday? Have you heard anything about that? And then what about some of these other guys like Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander, who they sought the, uh, out of practice yesterday? Like when, when can we expect them maybe to come back? Uh, all right, we'll start with Bakhtiari. He was activated yesterday, but that was more procedural because that's like when his window would have closed. So basically they activated him, and they, he still may not end up playing this week. I think there's a chance, but like next week, I think he will definitely play. This week, there's a little bit of a chance. You just you just want to make sh- you know that's your guy. Like he's one of the best in football. You, he better be fully healthy and, and not at risk when he plays. Jair Alexander, I don't get the sense he's going to play soon, but it sounds like non-surgical option is probably more likely now. Like he's been getting better in rehab, so I think there's a chance you'll see him before the end of the season, which would be. Good. I mean, that would be helpful. And then, oh, Zadarius Smith, he had surgery. My guess is you see him late December and then for the playoffs. Uh, Rap sheet, Benny Albright said that there's a chance (laughs) that there will be an 18-game season with also 36 teams. I believe it's Toronto, London, San Antonio, and St. Louis. Louis, Thank you. Uh, Oh, St. Louis. What are the odds that that's happening here, huh? And also, also, thank you for the alley. Allow me to oop. Didn't I say this to you immediately upon the 17-game season yes. being okayed? I said, okay, when are we doing 18? And he, it doesn't seem like we are anywhere <laughs> near. That is not that potentially Definitely not having. That is, this was obviously a dogfight to get 17. Is that get, what I sound like? No, 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 I'm not an impressionist, but you get what I'm saying. That is basically what you said. And now here we are staring down an 18-game regular season because the inevitability of it upon the 17th game 
game and then a $110 billion deal happening and then the potential for, if you add another bye week and another game, two more weeks onto that, that's another potential $30 billion being added to deals. This is inevitable, isn't it? And Tom Brady's not happy. Uh-uh. I'd assume oh, a no. lot of players aren't going to be happy. But we are staring down this inevitability. And if they were to expand, would it be four teams? That seems like a lot. That seems like a big-time jump. I haven't heard anything about expansion. Now, the thought of me possibly going to all sorts of extra weird places that I've never been to see games would be great. That's one of the fun things about covering college football is every year you got to go to new cool stadiums. Um, I don't see it happening anytime soon. And I don't, you know, could they get to 18 games eventually? Possibly. There's so much money out there and people like money. So that would make sense. I just, I will stick, uh, it's true. I will stick to what I said before, which is, I don't see it happening anytime soon. I think the Players Association will fight it until the money gets so overwhelming that everyone has no choice but to say, all right, just give me all the money. You're doubling down. Yeah. If Stick it to com- what I said. If it comes out that you're misleading me, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Dude. Yeah, it's bullshit. Especially because you're, yeah. you're doubling down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any That's other, how serious I am. Any other stories we should know about or any other news you're about to break in this uh, particular Thursday? Um. I would say nothing I'm about to break. The the Odell thing we talked about, the Arizona Cardinals situation is interesting because they're obviously a great team. No practice for Kyler, no practice for DeAndre Hopkins. Rondell Moore didn't practice. Like, that's a really, really good team so. going into a precarious situation. You know, like, I just... How about Tampa? How about Tampa? A.B., Gronk, and then allegedly Godwin, potentially? What's that all about? I thought coming out of a bye week, they'd be healthier. It sounds yeah. like that's not the case. I heard... I heard Godwin is okay, not a major injury, but I will say I did not like the Gronk injury has taken longer, and then the AB injury has taken longer. Um, it sounds like Gronk's probably down at least this week, and it sounds like AB's. I mean, he's still in a boot, so he's down a little bit too. You know, this is a team. Let's just be real. Like the only thing that matters for the Bucks is the playoffs. Like they're going to get there. Should just get healthy by there. But this is. Not, uh, unexpectedly not great health situation for some of their skill guys. Okay, and last question here. Um, Kyle Long, all pro and pro bowl offensive guard in the NFL's history, was retired, then came out of retirement, traveled to the Raiders, which his family has a deep history with. He gets out of that building, thankfully in his eyes probably at this point with how everything has gone, and he ends up in the Kansas City Chiefs building. He gets signed. We're all excited as massive Kyle Long fans. He gets injured. Allegedly, he is back at practice today. After he got injured, we said to you, when is Kyle Long coming back? And you said, so I guess this means Kyle Long's going to make the team? <laughs> you remember you said that? You remember? I do. He did make yep. the team. He's Kyle fucking Long, Ian Rappaport. And now he's practicing again. What does that mean for the Chiefs who potentially could use Maybe a little bit of a shakeup or a spark in that offense to get going again. Is he the guy? I love Kyle Long. Oh, I have always sure. been a big Kyle Long fan. Um, we shared a great bro hug when we ran into each other at a Super Bowl party one year. Um, that was a memorable moment, a special moment that I will not forget. Um, it ain't ever say, happening again. I'll tell you that. I don't no, think it's ever it happening is. again. He nah. still loves No. I, it definitely will. When we see each other, I will guarantee there will be a bro up. I will guarantee it. After you Even said, in the age ah, of COVID. Well, 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 well hey, don't too. be irresponsible. Don't, don't. Don't, don't be irresponsible. Yeah. But I think Kyle Long knows that you said, 
Kyle Long should go play in the XFL. Yeah. <laughs> and that what you said? Yeah, I remember you said Lies. That. Huh? Lies. Is he going to play, uh, though? Is he back? Is he going to start for them, you think? What do you uh, think it's going to be, timetable-wise? Usually, uh, and I don't know specifically his situation, but usually guys return to practice, wait a week, and then end up playing the next week. So hopefully he'll end up playing next week. You're right, though. I mean, he, the offensive line's been okay. Um Certainly, they could use one of the greatest guards to ever play oh, in the now, NFL. Now, look at you. Yeah, so, well um, I would say that's a you know would be a big time upgrade for the Chiefs if he gets healthy. Enough. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire as well. Uh, he could play the, I, I, that. I need to. We got to see how he is in practice this week. I would say he has at least a chance to play this week. All right, we appreciate you. I know you're probably a pretty busy man because tonight's big matchup, Lamar Jackson travels back home to South Florida to take on the beaten Don Dolphins team. Which Maybe you, Jacoby Brissett? Maybe Tua? We'll see. Is it? I thought it was definitely Jacoby. It's not definitely? Uh, I would say maybe, but two is going to work out pregame and see functionally just like how well he could. I would say more likely Jacoby, but we'll see how Tua works out. Quick question. Tua was too injured to start last week, but he wasn't injured enough to not have to go in if all hell breaks loose. What does that even mean? Uh, he couldn't make all the throws. He could make some throws with pain. So, And they also didn't have another quarterback on the roster. Um, so... He could have been the backup and dinked and dunked, but like wasn't the best option as a starter because he couldn't make all the throws. So they don't think Tua at 60% or 70% is better than Jacoby Brissett, which is yet another indication that they're not in on Tua Tonga-Valoa. Yeah. That's a shame, Dolphins. Get it right, but not tonight. Lamar Jackson's about to run wild in South Florida. We can't thank you enough, Ian. You're the absolute best every single week. All right, thanks, guys. Always kind of, I guess, fun. Yeah, always fun. Jeez. Oh, Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Oh, my God. Come on. Bye, guys. Go get a Mickey's, Ian. You deserve it. Yeah, go get yourself a Mickey's before you get on TV. Are you going on TV right now? Uh, I will be going on TV in 25 minutes. Okay, so what All do you got to do? do is just straighten it up. Your sleeves back up, back oh, down. Yeah, oh, yeah, because you roll up your sleeves when you come on the internet. Undo the tie a little bit. Let me kick back, relax with the boys here, <laughs> say some dumb stuff, but also some very good stuff. And then, boom, back on TV. Let me tighten up and do my notes. Yeah, and then I got a little makeup thing here. I just kind of freshen oh, up. A little bit. Oh, look at Dude, you. Dude, you're Dean Kane, bro. Shit. This guy's Dean Kane. Yep. Wow. <laughs> freshen it up. Why is he Dean Kane? Huh? I love Why is he Dean Kane? Don't you remember that? The, I know he's Superman. He does Hallmark show. movies yeah. and Fox News. But. That's the name of Superman, right? Superman goes into the phone booth. Yeah. yeah. And then he changes and boom, on the other Clark side. Kent. It's Clark, Clark Kent. It's Clark Kent, but yes. Bingo. Superman. It's Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Kane. Dean Kane. Yeah, Dean Ripley's Kane. believe it or not. Bingo. Yes. It is yeah. not Dean Kane. I never guessed that. You get it. You go into the phone booth. You turn on TV. Ian Rapport's a completely different man. We appreciate you. Host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends. Us being the friends. Him being Rap Sheet. Ian Rapport. Thank yeah. you. Breaking news on the OBJ watch. Odell Beckham Jr. has signed with a team that none of us thought he was going to sign with. Was it Kansas City? No. Was it the New England Patriots? No. <clears throat> was it the New Orleans Saints? No. Was it the Green Bay Packers where it looked like he was going to go? It would make so much sense. Let's go on a run. you got Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Devontae Adams says he has high hopes that he's going to end up there. 
No. God damn it. Instead, in a wild turn of events, the team that has said we are going all in right now with a GM that is actually quoted as saying, fuck them picks, dude. (laughs) Has no first rounder for like the next seven years or something. The Los Angeles Rams and Sean McVay have signed Odell Beckham Jr. to add to the arsenal of weapons that Matthew Stafford now has. Let's take a trip back in time. Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, down in Cancun, at a resort together. Matthew Stafford is zillowing in Indianapolis, in Carolina. And then Sean McVay says, nah, 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 you're coming to L.A. Sure. Cheers. Here's another shot of tequila. Uh, margarita. Uh, cerveza. Uh, they're doing their thing with the hats down in Mexico. All of a sudden, three first-rounders are sent to the Detroit Lions to get Matthew Stafford, one of them being Jared Goff and two other first-rounders. Now Matthew Stafford, who has an incredible weaponry. Cooper Cup. Top five in the NFL right now, receiving yards on pace to potentially break Calvin Johnson's record, will have to stay healthy. Deshaun Jackson moved on to the Raiders. What are they going to do? How are they going to continue to get better? They just traded for Vaughn Miller on the defensive side. If you've ever seen a team go all in, this is what the Rams are doing. And now, if they can get one, two, maybe even three explosive plays a game while OBJ is healthy, this could potentially put the Rams over the top in riding to an NFC championship game. A lot of teams could have got OBJ, but inevitably in the end, OBJ, who has a sick house in Los Angeles and trains in the offseason in Los Angeles, ends up on a team filled with superstars, the LA Rams, as other fan bases have to be incredibly bummed. So sorry to interrupt, but if you have ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there is no better time than now. This week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving our listeners 40 per- holy shit, 40% off their award-winning home security. We love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sen- or comprehensive sensors. Say that a couple times fast. And also, they do have all these things. It's amazing. And it's all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. We have Simply Safe in this office, and we all have them at our homes. It's very easy to set up. Very easy to set up. You can do it yourself. You don't need any, you know, strangers going through your house, tracking mud, you know, drilling holes. That ain't what Simply Safe is all about. Simply Safe is ta- about taking home security to a much more modernized level. It's an app, it's cameras, it's sensors, it tracks movement, they have trained professionals watching along. You're good to go. You get alerts for anything that's potentially weird. It is literally the perfect home security system. And the 40% off is the biggest discount of the year. You can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100 for peace of mind. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. Take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday say, um, sale and get 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash McAfee. Again, that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash M-C-A-F-E-E for 40% off your entire system. Hurry, this offer ends soon. And with the holidays coming around and a lot of delivery stuff going on, Simply Safe protects you against those porch pirates too. It's the perfect time to get into the game at simplysafe.com slash McAfee and get 40% off your entire system. That's crazy. Back to the show. 
here in Indianapolis. I do fear that the sun has said goodbye for at least six or seven months oh, over here God. in Indiana. I don't know what it's like over there in Ohio for A.J. Hawk, but I will say our building is currently swimming in it, A.J. Oh. Can you hear the downfall waterfall happening on our ceiling right above our head right now? Yeah, I could hear it a little bit earlier. So has it been raining for a while? Yes. I think so, yeah. I During that, what, 34-second break, I took the ear things out, and I'm like, holy shit, yeah. is there a flood on our ceiling? The good thing about our studio is the roof actually has the piping to drain the water off of the roof it goes through the studio yeah yeah looking at it right it now. Is. it's right here it's kind of tight but boy when that thing gets a roll it's like a crick in our in our ceiling yeah yeah and we will forge ahead you can see this the uh the tin roof too that's on the top that's rattling off. yeah i'm excited to get to the new office new studio but the hint yeah, that is loud. But the hint water is not making its way through, though. Yeah, the no hint way. water will not see its way to the igloo. Yeah, I I it's called hint water. I, yeah, I just got a text from my wife. Actually, said, "Oh, that flavored water. If it's called hint, I actually like that stuff." Oh, okay. Oh, look, look, Zeke's doing radio. something nice. Yeah. So now, but we're not going to take it. By the way, whoever purchased that needs to take that to whoever purchased that because yeah. we've already made one mistake. Let's not make two. But it sounds like I'm also putting it in order for hint water. <laughs> yeah. uh, so whoever. Whoever did this, thank you yeah. to everybody. Because we just learned of a new bad company and a new water company now. And hey, anything for my beautiful bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's move to some sports talk here, shall we? Uh, we'll have Sean Sharania joining us in about five minutes. We'll ask him, hey, what's going on in the NBA? The uh, Jokic brothers fighting the Morris brothers potentially. What's going on with Benjamin Simmons, who he's been on top of since the beginning of this entire thing? The Celtics allegedly got a deal offered, then back. Uh, I heard Stephen A. say this morning that the Golden State Warriors are definitely going to win the ship this morning. Whoa. I didn't know that with the way the Brooklyn Nets are, are constructed and the Lakers with LeBron coaching. And there's a whole new style of play happening this year, AJ. International rules have been adopted to basketball, so there's no more ticky-tack, get them to jump, force a foul, shoot 33 uh, free throws a night. It's a whole new state of basketball. Can't wait to talk to Shams about it. We'll do that shortly. There is football news for us to actually talk about. David Bakhtiari, allegedly all the way back. AJ, you're friends with Takatari. You're friends with Carl Takatari. What are your thoughts on this? Has this been something that they've known it was going to be this week? Are they playing it slow and, and everything like that because Aaron wasn't in last week? What are your thoughts on Bakhtiari getting back? This is a massive ordeal. This is one of the highest paid left tackles in all of NFL because this is one of the best left tackles in all of NFL for an offense that has been going whenever Aaron's in there. I mean, I don't know like what his status may be. He's been practicing for, what, two weeks now? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably two weeks. They need him, but I don't feel like they feel like they're in any rush. Like, if they don't feel 100% about where his knee is at and what he's doing, I don't know why they would rush him back. I don't I'm know. I'm sure he wants to be back bad, but I don't know when that is. If it's this week, next week, the week after, who cares? Do we have a microphone on the roof right now? <laughs> I think so, yeah. uh, Is that one on over there? It's muted. It does sound. My is that all God, coming from your God. mic? I don't know if it's from mine. I don't know who's it. I think it's all of them in here. It is so loud. Tilt, tilt it up. See if it gets louder when you tilt that thing straight up. Well, when I stop talking, <laughs> you know what I mean? it's going to get louder. But Bakhtiari coming back is great for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, who I think are out of the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes. <laughs> Might be. Uh-huh. I, I think mean, that's what it sounds like. It, it does kind of sound like it. And I feel like Schultz led me astray once again because I thought that Odell wanted to go to the Packers. It was his number one destination. Turns out that was horseshit if he was looking to stay there for a couple of years. So I, I really don't know what to think. That might have been his initial feeling. 
he initially might have wanted to make the decision, let's go to Green Bay, and then maybe he had another thought or people around him had a conversation were like, hey, this is your first time ever being a free agent. This is the first time you'll ever get to just choose where you want to go, what you want to do. Let's slow down. Let's not just make the uh, initial gut response to go to Green Bay. Let's think this whole thing uh, through. And now there's five offers, Ian Rappaport said, out to Odell Beckham Jr. We have no idea where he's going to go. Allegedly, he would like to be able to stick around for the long haul, even though he expects the deal to be for the rest of the season. But there wasn't a single time when Rappaport said, like, let's say Packers, for instance. He said for Chiefs, for instance. He said that Bill Belichick is very much in on this thing. The Seahawks, I didn't hear much chatter out of that. I'm not 100% sure. But it feels like the Packers are somehow out when we thought the Packers were somehow all the way in. Well, yeah. I mean, if it if he really does want to potentially be there for longer than this year, like there's no way the Packers are going to do that. They still have to figure out what they're going to do with Devontae. Like, in no world do they bring Odell in and, and you know, like guarantee that he's going to be there longer than this year. I mean, if they – but because financially, that'll just never work. All right, let's continue to move on here. Who knows what's going to happen to OBJ. Probably won't know a decision until Monday we're hearing now because he's going to watch all the games on Sunday and see what's the best fit for him. And for that, we say – Hey, good on you. Hey, good on you. Good on you. Hey, good work, OBS, getting OBJ into this situation and position. And good work for OBJ sitting back and realizing that there's a much bigger picture. This is a life-changing decision. It should be treated as such. Let's go ahead and, you know, maybe play 16 games this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just sit out a week. It's all good. Because the 17-game season is now being talked about because Tom Brady on his Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald. On SiriusXM? Yep. This does not get as much t- a play as I would have thought. Next no, to none. Not at all. Well, can you get it anywhere other than Sirius? Like, do they put it out on iTunes or anything? They release a podcast, yes. Uh, Zito just told me they do release a podcast, yeah. yes. And I think his mic was actually open when he said that <laughs> into my ear. Uh, so you actually heard him. And that is what I get in my ear, by the way. It is awesome. I actually didn't hear him. Oh, okay. Well, wow. everybody else kind of did. It might have been just the uh, studio in here. Great work. Uh, But they do release it as a podcast as well. I think he had a State of the Union almost where he brought in a bunch of people from the press to ask a town hall, he called it, I guess, uh, uh, an entire Q&A sesh with everybody about everything. He said a lot of good things throughout the season thus far on this Let's Go podcast. Not getting as much play as I had expected. I'm going to be honest. Whenever I heard he was doing this, I was very excited because I thought it would be like big-time newsbreakers. Listening to the greatest of all time chit-chat about the league while playing in the league has been fantastic, but not as much ripple effects to the sports media world as I had expected, to be honest. But this is a big one because Tom Brady's speaking about something that AJ, myself, and many other players have talked about. Not the first paragraph, not the second one, the last one. We'll get through the uh, first two as well. I think it's pointless. I thought it was a terrible decision. So I don't like the fact that we're playing a 17th game at all. I think 16 is plenty. You're eight games into the year and you're not halfway through, so that's kind of a little frustration aspect. Whatever. We'll play it. It's there. A lot of guys probably miss games over the course of the season anyway, so they probably don't play all 16. Most guys. But if you're fortunate to be able to make it through a season and then you got to play the 17th game, I think there are a lot of things that I would adjust to the offseason, uh, the regular season schedule. A lot of people know my feelings on some of these topics. I've been pretty vocal about NFL issues over the last couple years and some of the things that are done that I don't necessarily think are in the best interest of the game. Remember, he came out talking about the rule changes for the defensive side of the ball. It's making the game worse. The number changes. Now he's openly speaking about the 17-game season. Then he would go on to take an even bigger shot and say, our union hasn't proven 
that it's strong enough to withstand the pressure from NFL owners. I would love to see a stronger union so that we can negotiate something that's more fair and what's really right for the owners, for the coaches, and the players. All three groups need different things. If you're going to ask more, then you better provide more. That hasn't been the way negotiations have gone. And Tom Brady is echoing the sentiments of basically any person that played in the NFL longer than five years. Basically. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of. He speaks for, like, all vets, really. Yeah, everybody. Me, you, any other human, basically, that's been around the NFL and seen things and been like, how has this happened? But then, obviously, Tom Brady, if he speaks about it, or AJ, who got $60 million when he signed his name as the yep, fifth yep. overall pick, or if anybody else speaks about it, it's like, well, you, you can't relate to everybody else in the NFL, the bottom half of the roster. And it's like, I understand that there are vastly different lives in the NFL between the starting quarterback and the stars and everybody else. I have the utmost respect and appreciation for everybody else. But also, the league is run by the names of the people that are around longer. They probably know the NFL much better than everybody else. They know what succeeds, what doesn't succeed, what should happen, what shouldn't happen. And all of a sudden in the media, that gets downplayed because, oh, you're going against the bottom half of the roster and around and around we go with 50.1% approval on something and 49.9% against it. And I think what Tom Brady's trying to say is that if our union was like the basketball union where all the big-time players were actually at the table it would maybe be a little bit different and hopefully we'll get to the point of that but in the current case that is not the situation at all it's so much bullshit it's so much work it's a bunch of politicking that ends up doing nothing bad deals are made you really don't utilize any of your leverage and it's a waste of time that's why you never ever see the top end players really in the nfl players association representing for the nflpa they're representing too many players too and not to defend the nflpa but basketball their union they don't have nearly as many players in the league that they're trying to speak for they're trying to represent we know basketball is run by the stars that's who runs the whole league who carries all the ratings everything and there's what 10 of those people so i think our next guest will have a great outlook on this problem well but those 10 people are all involved in the business yeah. with the nba that's what i'm saying it's they can all get together like hey we can actually make some change us like the nfl i feel like it feels a lot tougher to actually make change i think there is about Five to ten guys that could potentially, though. You got to sit. Out, you got to threaten to sit. You got to threaten to actually miss games, not miss an off season. You got to threaten to miss games. I don't even think that's the case. I mean, you could utilize that as leverage, but I think if the power players of the NFL go to the NFL and say, "Hey, let's figure this out," like Tom Brady's a businessman, right? We all know he's a businessman. Yep. We all know Aaron's a businessman. Patrick Mahomes is a businessman. All these people that are our top end stars are all business people. And whenever they say, if you're going to ask for more, well, you better give more. That is how negotiations should go. Like, hey, you guys want this game? This is what we need then. I think it means a lot more coming from the players as opposed to people that are representing them. And I'm only saying that because I have potentially started taking over all my own negotiations as opposed to other people speaking. And things seem to go a lot differently when it comes directly from the horse's mouth, whether it's a misunderstanding coming from one thing, whenever you're playing a game of telephone, or like, hey, this is why we want it, this is why we want it. But that is a massive conversation that's going to have to shape a lot of different things, especially if 18 games around the corners. Speaking to your point, though, about the basketball players, joining us now is a man who has his ear to the ground in all things happening in the NBA. He's an insider for the stadium and the athletic. The last time he came on this show, he broke the news that there wasn't a cell phone in his pocket. No, no. <clears throat> Joining us now with what I assume will be an incredibly fresh fade and facial hair setup with a silver triangle behind him with two different camera angles. Ladies and gentlemen, senior NBA insider, Sean Sharon. Yeah! 
Appreciate you guys always. And Pat, I got to hire you as my agent. You said you were doing your stuff one-to-one. I might have to take the same strategy, actually. So no, hey. I don't know if my rep is listening, but I might have to take, a, <laughs> take your advice on that. Hey, it seems like you're doing well, but it is. it changes a lot of things. It honestly has. In my life, it has changed a lot of things because something that I may be like, well, what the fuck is that? I'm actually hearing exactly why, as opposed to through somebody that might deliver it in a different tone or tense or something like that. That's an entire conversation for another day, but let's talk about the basketball players. And if you do represent yourself, I think you'll do well. You're one of the most consistent people I've ever seen. Your hair looks the exact same. Your beard looks the exact same. The backdrop looks the exact same. And you're always on top of it. That is a good business person. I would Mm -hmm. assume they know what they're going to get. No question, hundred percent. I got to stay on top of it. This is what I do, so I'm here. What, what, what do we, what do we, what do we want to talk about today, Pat? Okay. Let me know. All right. So the big news, obviously, what's going on with Ben Simmons, the Sixers, and the Celtics potential trade. You broke that news. Can't wait to hear about it. But I want to know: Are the Morris brothers fighting the Jokic brothers, and how is that going to pan out? Jokic, reigning MVP, in the middle of some real drama right now, getting suspended a game over a hundred thousand dollar fine. Jimmy Butler's getting a thirty thousand dollar fine. Morris is getting a fifty thousand dollar fine. This is a big deal. All of a sudden, the NBA is becoming WWE. What do you think? Is this going to cooler heads prevail, or is it going to be an actual lead to something? Pat, this will blow over. I mean, that's how these altercations work in the NBA, unless these guys really want to duke it out. You know, the interesting part is that I want to see if the NBA, if there was a way for them to suspend Nikola Jokic for the next time the Heat and Denver Nuggets play. I think that would probably be the fair approach. I spoke to someone in Denver yesterday, a, a Nuggets official, and he told me that he recommended to the league to let Nikola Jokic sit the next time these two teams play because, Pat, that is when we will see whether cooler heads prevail. I would like I can't wait to watch that game the next time these two teams play because Nikola Jokic, you know his brothers are going to be there. I'm told his brothers bought tickets to the game in Miami here in a few weeks. Denver, he, they bought tickets. They want to be there. And if there's going to be any action, it's going to be there. The league could have found a way to to get out of that if they had suspended Nikola Jokic for that game. Obviously, that, that isn't how the league handles these issues. But, yeah, I'm waiting to see when these two teams play in a few weeks. That is when we will know if this issue is resolved or not. Awesome. The Jokic brothers are all tatted. Mother. Oh, yeah. And the Morris brothers said, we're about it, about it, too. That could be awesome. I, I'm surprised Triller or Showtime isn't trying to get yeah. in on it. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, they, they probably will soon with Frank Gore fighting. But, Shams, oh. uh, I got two two quick questions. How many players are the Lakers going to have in street clothes taking up prime real estate on their bench <laughs> moving forward? And is Golden State going to win it all? Man, so for, to answer your first question, yeah, they're super beat up right now. I, I do think LeBron James will be back sooner than later. I reported last week he's going to miss at least one to two weeks. So the optimistic part of it is he might be back next week, right? So that is the optimistic part. But, yeah, they have Taylor Horton Tucker, Trevor Reza, the rookie Austin Reeves. A lot of, a lot of Lakers fans think he's the next – uh, Alex Caruso. So he's out now in the lineup. So they're super banged up, super beat up. Rajon Rondo's out. They've got a lot of injuries that they got to deal with. So that's what makes it tough to really judge this team. But I would expect Taylor Horton Tucker's making progress. Ariza's making progress. So they should be getting some of these guys back in the lineup. But right now they are the walking wounded. It's tough to judge this team. And as for Clay Thompson, some good news. Sources tell me he is expected to get cleared for full practice in the next few weeks. And so once that happens, that starts the process for him to possibly return. You know, I've heard anywhere from that Christmas Day range to January 1st, New Year's. So if they can get him back in the lineup, where are they, 9-1? and one? Usually you have Gary Payton, the second, dunking everything in sight. This team is looking legit. Andre Gudala, I think, has even made mention 
even Draymond Green has made mention that this team reminds them of that 2015 team where they came out of nowhere and they ended up being a championship caliber team. I do think this team has signs with Stephen Curry, to me, being one of the MVP leaders along with Jimmy Butler and Kevin Durant and and some other guys. Yeah, and Steph's back, right, to just being this guy? Where it's just falling, oh, yeah. where the hoops. He's just an him. assassin right now. He's just an assassin. Right, now. he's making everything. I mean, these 40, 50 point games are coming so easy, and it's you know it's interesting when Kevin Durant left that team. I think there was a lot of question about Stephen Curry and how great he really is, right? I think there was some criticism that year. He breaks, I believe, his wrist. He misses basically the entire season, and there were questions and doubts about whether Stephen Curry. Was that dude? Well, I think he's proven this these last few years he is that dude. Holy moly's a hit too. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Chef Curry's always cooking on the court and off the court. Uh last question for me before we get it to the boys who know a lot more about the NBA than I do. And thank you for keeping us informed. Uh they're changing the style of play, right? So international rules are much more uh similar to the rules now than what it was last year or the years before when James Harden, you know, made a living and a killing off of a pump fake, jump, go in, make the shot, I'll get 20 free throws a game, I'll be able to control and create my own foul, and that's what basketball became, and you know, there was people taking shots at Space Jam earlier today saying that's why LeBron ain't playing, by the way, it's because the rules are now international rules, which I think will help Bron Bron, but is this what the game is going to be going forward, and what is the the reaction to it? I think as fans, everybody loves it. I, I assume it's not that well received in the locker rooms, though. Pat, the fans love it. I think the audience loves it. Even people in the league office love it. You know, when you're on these competition committee calls, there's something called the competition committee of the NBA. And that's the group that pushes for these rule changes, to push for these rule changes on non-basketball moves, to push for the under two minutes timeout. Pat, if you're watching NBA hoops nowadays, they don't even review plays usually at the end of games anymore. Like there used to be 30, 45 minute stoppages at the end of games because they're just constantly going to review. And so I think you add all those factors, and I think the league believes this is clean. But when you talk to players, and I've spoken to some NBA owners too, and they believe that the NBA is trying to revert this game back to the 1990s style. And so that will take a lot of adjusting. That will take a lot of guys being comfortable with that approach where physicality is now being in the players and some of these owners' minds. It's being touted as, a, as an approach. Again, the league says, and, and on their competition committee call, they claim that there's no evidence to prove that. There's not, like, that isn't part of the intent, but that is what players and owners do feel, that the game is becoming more and more physical. But when you look at a guy like James Harden, I do have to note, Pat, people around him believe that it's more his physical condition, him having to get in shape. He hasn't played five-on-five five all summer. Anyone that knows James Harden knows that he gets in shape in the offseason playing five-on-five. He wasn't able to play five-on-five this this past offseason. Now he's able to finally get some of that five-on-five in, but it's coming in regular season play. So the hope is once he's fully integrated physically and mentally that he'll be good to go. Uh, you know, despite any of these rule changes. James Harden, little baby, still over Fashion Week. <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. get a game in every once in a while. Go wee-wee in the streets of Paris, maybe. That would be awesome. Is this because of ratings? Is that why they changed this? Is this because of ratings? Is that why the entire rule changes? I think it was more for the fact that the game just was looking like it wasn't truly basketball. I mean, if you watch some of these calls that, you know, uh, James Harden, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, that they were drawing, they were not real basketball plays. I mean, they're just flailing and drawing contact. And I think the league believed that they needed to get back 
to, to what it was. And this ain't back fucking basketball. basketball. <laughs> That's right. And then all of a sudden, when the Olympics happen, and the world watches our team not too great early, they just got out of a season. I mean, there's a lot going on. They inevitably end up winning and getting hot, in which I think we all kind of knew, even yeah. though there was a couple of players that weren't invited that made no sense in whatever. But while we were watching that, watching the USA team, who are the best basketball players on earth, adjust to the international rules it just looked like a completely different game and then you saw the internet be like oh this is what it should be some people then some people hate it the nba watched that and was like yeah that's what we're fucking doing from mm-hmm. now on we're gonna do it go ahead connor yeah Sean's pat mentioned benny simmons and the sixers calling uh the celtics is that how most of the negotiations are going and teams aren't really listening because they're asking for too much and is ben simmons eventually just gonna end up playing for the sixers this year so the first part of your question there's no there's no doubt i mean daryl morey when he goes and and wants players on other teams like Jalen Brown and Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal. Like those are the types of players that Daryl Morey and Philadelphia have prioritized to go get a guy like Ben Simmons. So yes, the 76ers did inquire, did engage. uh, uh, The the Celtics did engage the Sixers on Ben Simmons and have conversations, but, but those conversations weren't, you know, something that the Celtics wanted to acquiesce to. I mean, when it comes to Jalen Brown, they didn't want to move Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. So unless Philadelphia gets more realistic, they're not going to get what they want out of this possible scenario. And as of right now, I'm told Ben Simmons is not mentally ready to play. If, even if he was traded tomorrow, I'm told he wouldn't just suit up and play. He needs to get right mentally. He's seeing, get, he's getting mental help and he's getting help uh, with, with Philadelphia doctors, with his own doctors to try to figure out a way to get back on the floor. Listen, if Philadelphia feels like he's not being accurate they just have to call him out on it because right now he is telling them that i'm not mentally ready to play and you don't you don't see this ending anytime soon and did brad stevens literally listen to that and just go "Ah, okay yeah we ain't gonna do that is that what happened is that how quickly that thing ended well when it came to them when it came to philadelphia being hard charged on getting Jalen brown in any scenario yeah i think it ended up being like we're not listening but the call started with an engagement from boston and trying to figure out a package but again there's really not a deal construct, you know, Marcus Smart, guys like that. But that's not going to fulfill what Philadelphia is looking for and what they want. And Ben Simmons, I, I don't see any resolution coming on the horizon. He is claiming he is not mentally ready to play. And at the end of the day, which is there a doctor that can say that he is mentally ready? How can someone go into someone's mind and say you're mentally ready? One. It's tough to do that. Well, listen, there's, there's a lot of docs. I mean, hold on, there's a lot, I've met a lot of docs on the internet these last few days, obviously, so somebody will be able to make it happen. But I love the fact that Brad Stevens picked it up. Hello? Jalen Brown. Can the guy <laughs> shoot yet? We don't know. He's not. Oh, okay. Fuck off. <laughs> I love how you have an actual phone there, but that is an accurate. Yeah, that, that's accurate. Okay, dope. Go ahead, Diggs. Shams, uh, Pelicans have the uh, worst record in the league, and they stink. Is there a scenario where Zion just doesn't come back and play for that team this year? Because why the fuck would he? Oh, they getting shit. Yeah, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that that's even a possibility. But look at, at the signs. He's not, you know, to my knowledge, he's not close to really taking the floor. And so if he's not really close to playing, he's, they keep pushing back the timeline. At first it was opening night, and then it was a month away, and then it was two to three month, uh, weeks away. And so now you're putting yourself in a position where it's into December. He's already missed a, about a month and a half of the season. What is the point then to bring him back if they are not anywhere close? I mean, right now they're 1-10, in 10, I believe, 1-11. in 11. That's not good enough for Zion Williamson to, to really is be this, putting hey, himself – is this Pelican's decision or Zion's team's decision? Because remember, going all the way back to his rookie year, it was the Pelicans who said, what is it? 
what is it? What's what going on? What do we got? Yeah, I, I'm, no, I mean, no, I, no, 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 no. what are you looking at? No, we just saw you look at your other <laughs> camera. Anything happen? Just reading text messages. Just reading text Anything messages. Anything big? Anything big? Nothing big right now, but I'll let you know. Okay. I doubt it. You shouldn't, by the way. You work at two other places. You should probably break it there. We'll react to it if, uh, next week, maybe. But is this because the Pelicans wanted, or Pelicans wanted to limit Zion's minutes? And then Zion's people allegedly were potentially upset about Is this Zion's people deciding that he does, he's not ready to play yet? Is it the Pelicans? And how long does this continue to go on year after year? Is this going to just go forever until they figure it out? Yeah, I believe it's it's both doctors. It's a doctor on Zion Williamson's side. It's a doctor's on the Pelican side. Because not only, I'm told, the bone isn't fully healing yet. Uh, listen, he needs to get in the proper game shape as well to be able to play. We've seen video that's come out. like they, The Pelicans have put an emphasis on him coming back in game shape, and he just is not there yet. Go ahead, Ty. Uh, Shams, I remember reading, I don't know if you reported it or if someone else did, but the Pelicans want Zion to lose 100 to 150 pounds before he suits <laughs> right, up. Right, Is there any truth to that <laughs> or not? That was on. not my reporting. Are you sure? Did you? Uh, right. Because, I mean, it is insane to think that that guy Came is out of nowhere. one of the most electrifying <laughs> players the internet has ever seen, basketball has ever seen. He's explosive. He's incredible. Is this the Chicago Bulls Center going into the COVID protocol? Is that what you're looking at right now? I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm reading it. I'm, I'm actually working uh, here to get more information on this, hopefully, here so what soon. Do you, what do you do? You send texts with your brain? The agent, are you talking to his <laughs> I agent? I wish I could. <laughs> are you, is your agent texting? Is the agent texting you or somebody in the Bulls facility texting you? How are you trying to get more information while giving us answers? Are you that talented? You just checked into the wrong one. Yep. Uh, uh, switch the camera too. Uh, uh, you're, we're losing you on service, but we can't thank you enough for joining us. We appreciate thank the God. hell out of you. Ladies and gentlemen, Sham Sharayan. Yes, can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. The fact you allow us to be a part of your day-to-day, I am eternally grateful for. No risk-free same-game parlay for tonight. I'm going to enjoy the game alongside everybody else, and I can't wait for a feel-good Friday manana. Maybe a big giveaway as well. We should see. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Thursday night. I can't wait to chit-chat manana. And then Norfolk, Virginia for SmackDown. Then a big college football weekend. Then week 10 NFL Sunday is right around the corner. Let's fucking go. Cheers. Cheers.